0: Welcome to Critical Apocalypse. I did it again. It's a fucking second week in a row. Welcome to crit Apocalypse. There's no
1: do overs. I never get. You never get any do overs. No, of course show. not.
0: Unless someone fucking collides with the microphone. There's no do over. Can we get that? out? No, you deleted the audio, didn't you? Yeah. I wish we could get that in as- at the end, like you know, after after everything's done. It's just a. Do we
1: about it never happened. All
0: right. Anyway, welcome to crit Apocalypse, episode 158, where me and Ann talk about shit for fucking hours. Apparently. <laughs> Um, and it's probably going to talk about Power Rangers in some format. Am I? Or uh, Sentai. Sentai Yoppa Ranger. Or, or, or fucking Come Rider. or I
1: don't know where you think you get this idea from. You freaking or Automan.
0: I know you're a big Automan fan. Automan. Yeah, and Manimal. Manimal? The highlight of 80s TV. You're a manorak Um... Alright, so, uh, so yeah, so this is episode 158, and you're going first this week. There's no news to talk about because everything's been cancelled and delayed still, so. Oh, there's a new Resident Evil demo. I haven't played it yet. Downloading it now. Um, that's out in 19 days. I'm really excited. It's nice, no, it's longer than Does the lady days,
1: step right? on you on this one?
0: I don't fucking care if she does or doesn't. I want to play the game. I want to play as my new favourite protagonist, mm. Ethan. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit fucked up with this so like I get it Resident Evil 7 was a different direction so they brought in a different lead but like it's still Resident Evil 7 that history of all the Resident Evils that went before is like still there so just like the fact that they're like hey guys guess what you don't play as Chris, you don't play as Claire. Claire, sorry. you don't even play as Billy and Rebecca from Resident Evil 0 no guess who you're going to get to play as Eva. That's right. Ethan's back. Barry. Like, Barry Burton. Yeah, bring him in. Barry's daughter is in uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2. Oh, yeah. Does
1: she have a beard like no. Barry does? Oh.
0: Um, and also, um, what was her what was her name? Fuck. Um, the um the police chief from Resident Evil Two. His daughter goes back as well. Irons. Yeah. I think mean, it's his. Or, no, actually, it's Sherry Birkin. I don't know. Yeah, Sherry Birkin comes back. In Resident Evil 6, she's teamed up with Jake Wesker. <gasps> Spoilers for Resident Evil 6. It's Wesker's son. Yeah. Just a little, you know, just a little, you know, just... They never bring back Shiva. They never brought back Billy. So Billy and Shiva... So Billy was Resident Evil 0. He was the second person he played as because they had the hot swapping system which was revolutionary for the time. And Resident Evil 5, Chris's partner was Shiva.
1: Mm-hmm
0: and she was great and I really don't understand why that game doesn't get a little bit more love because it's bad it's not bad it's a good game Resident Evil 5 is a good game Mm. just you know weird
1: Mm.
0: it's a weird game but yeah so yeah so I'm looking forward to Resident Evil 8 and getting to play as Ethan
1: yeah I don't know who that is
0: no one fucking does Anne even if you played through Resident Evil 7 and all the DLC I don't think anyone knew who Ethan was
1: one of the DLCs was playing as Chris wasn't it
0: yeah, yeah. and one well, of the, there you go. You got the one of the DLCs was playing as the uncle oh. of the woman, May, who was infected by the parasite that took over the family. Yeah. And he was the brother of Jack, who was the guy who kept getting shows like, Welcome to the family! And, uh, and that DLC is amazing, because the concept of the whole DLC is that you don't use guns, he's just real good at punching. New rappers. So you punch the monsters to death, and yeah. then towards the end... He goes, he's like, for the whole trip, he's seen all this computer, like, all these, all these guns, all this computer equipment, all these attache cases that haven't been opened. And he gets to just near the end, and he's like, I wonder what this is. And he opens up an attache case, and it's just a metal fist he can wear that he can power up. So oh, he nice. can punch harder. Oh, nice. And he's like, I'm gonna punch you, Jack. Cause his brother turns into a big guy once. It's all fucking, it's really fun, but. It would not take away from the experience if you got to play as someone who was at least a reference to earlier games. Considering the history of Resident Evil, I don't have any problems with introducing new characters. But there's so much history tied to. What does Ethan
1: look like? What? What does Ethan look like? Ethan. Ethan.
0: Ethan. Well, I'm not quite sure. (laughs) It's all first person.
1: What colour eyes does he have? I. You're looking through his eyes. You can't see what colour. Camera
0: colour. Wouldn't that be weird if games did that? If they had like, because in real life you don't see the color of your eyes. Don't you? No. Oh. So imagine if in the game you could see through their eyes, like a being John Malkovich. I just experience. see red rings in front of my. Is that? Yeah. Not... Well, that's because you crack a crack cocaine addiction. It's a bit Moorish. Yeah, it is. It's lovely. It's like a Twix. You don't mm. want to share it, but you know the intention is to share it, like a Subway twelve inch sandwich. You're not meant to eat the whole thing by yourself. You're meant to share it with someone.
1: No. Yeah. Why would they sell them?
0: Well, I mean, value prospect. No. Because you can buy one sandwich for one person, or you can get two sandwiches for two people. It's one. And it's cheaper because they're the same loaf of bread. Or cake as it's registered in the it's UK. There's one
1: sandwich that's been cut in half.
0: Yeah. No, it's two sandwiches. No. Isn't it funny that Subway doesn't serve bread? It serves cake. Does it? <laughs> yeah, because apparently the sugar content is too high for it to be considered bread. Ah. So you've so you put some know, candles can't you can't hear it about it the in on it. They were combating the ruling in Ireland was that they were receiving tax breaks because you know cake gets different taxation. Yeah. And and they were like, It's clearly bread and they're like, the sugar content's like forty grams per loaf. And they're like, It's clearly bread <laughs> It's like, no, it's not, it's cake. It's essentially cake. In America it's even worse. Anyway, Anne, your review first. Welcome welcome again, Chris Apocalypse. We talk about shit. Anne's gonna talk about shit first, and I'll talk about some shit, and then we'll switch. Okay.
1: What am I supposed to review? I don't find know. Yeah, right, fine, whatever. Let's, uh, I haven't got much this week. I mean, I've got four things, because that's what we're <laughs> supposed to have, but it's the standard. Yeah. But um, let's do let's do a little mini-series. Okay. It's two episodes. Only 30 minutes long, well, 36 minutes between the two of them, 34 minutes possibly. Godzilla? No. Kikai Sentai Zenkaija, spin-off, Red... Zenkai great introduction. I think it's called it's got a very stupid name. you know what Japanese are like. They don't know how words go together sometimes when they use English words. Racist. It sounds it sounds bizarre. I don't know. They just put words together and it's a title. Like you've seen what Fist of North Star episodes are called. Anyway, Zenkaija is the current series. Yeah. And they did a little mini spin off thing for the interwebs. Yeah. It's a two part. Now the thing is with Zenkaija is it looks very different to other Super Sentais. I mean, when I say it looks different, it's still You know monsters and shit, but the team is the Red Ranger isn't the leader. He's it's a White Ranger based on a 1970s style look, so he's got a very old sort of old school Sentai look, and he's got a team of robots. And there's a whole story for that. There's a whole reason. I'll get into that when I review the whole series in a year when it finishes, right? But in this one, he's waking up. He's had a dream. And he's been accused of, like, being weird. He's like, you're not a Red Ranger. That's a bit odd. All the other Rangers were Red. And he sees him, all the other Rangers from every series, and he's, like, a bit confused by it. Yeah. And it's all, ooh, that's very strange. And he's like, oh, am I an odd one out? And, you know, what's going on? Why isn't my Sentai team like all the other Sentai teams? Why have I got robot buddies who don't have the spandexy costumes? They all, you know, they look weird and different.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, out of nowhere a red zenkaiser turns up <gasps> looks just like him but his costume's entirely red <gasps> and he's all like i'm going to take over your team i'm going to be the new real sentai you're not a real red ranger cuz he's not a red ranger he's a white ranger and that's basically the plot kaito who is zenkaiser is like you know feeling a bit like he isn't a real sentai and then a real red ranger turns up and you know the teammates his robot buddies gradually sort of side with the Red Ranger, sort of. Like, they start to see, maybe we should team with this guy. And they turn human when they do it. But it, it's, it's actually the monster. The monster's doing a the thing. They, the monster is called Normal Monster, Normal World Monster. Mm. The monsters in Zenkaija are based on other dimensions that the villains have captured. They capture them in little gears. It's a efficient, like cost-effective way of winning wars, apparently. Yeah. They just go to a dimension... Capture it inside a gear It looks like a pog Slammer
0: So does that Does that turn them over To the tides of their battle?
1: I think it just basically I don't know if it makes Any difference to the World itself So if you were to Pop that cog anywhere It would just
0: suddenly It
1: frees them And then they would Kick the
0: shit out of you
1: No 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 no. You, when you destroy the cog It frees the world And the world exists again It just stops existing Once it's inside the cog
0: Oh so it's an entire World corner cog Yeah Oh, right. I thought you meant just but they, individual person. they pull monsters from different <coughs> worlds. So like, Oh, so they have active control over removing yeah, aspects put, yeah. of that world. Oh, so, right. like,
1: you know, one week on the show there might be an icy monster and it's from Ice World or something. So
0: if they do that, do they then take, like, minor villains from there? So, like, the putties look like ice monsters. Well, no, because it's
1: not Super set Well, You don't know about what's going on with the Super Sentai Worlds. Okay. Because the Zenkai just seem to have a bunch of gears for different Sentai teams. Yeah. But, but I guess we'll find that as the show goes on. They, the villains just seem to have captured all these random worlds that are like called Mushroom World and Sushi World and stuff like that. All really weird where things have taken over. The remit of the series is that the villains are capturing the last world they need to capture and somehow their home world gets merged with this world. Robots and humans are living together. They're kind of getting on. Captain
0: Dogs are marrying each other.
1: I kind of like it. It goes three months later after they merge together and they're all just like, yeah, we're having a fun time. It's kind okay. of cool. We're just, you know, getting on with it. Yeah, They're being buddies. These robot pals, there's a little bit of racism there, but, you know.
0: You gotta have racism, you've got robots. Yeah,
1: Super Sentai loves dealing in that stuff and they're never saying anything about racism. Yeah. Um But no, the, the mini series thing is just like this whole thing where it's like, my team's weird and, you know, maybe they could be normal, but it turns out it's the villain's fault. The villain is called, um it's from Normal Monster World, where he's just like a regular normal Sentai monster and he needs to fight against a regular normal Sentai team. So he basically he's... Invaded thing he's, he's made stuff happen To make a real Sentai team form But they can't form Because they don't exist In this world So he's got an advantage That's his plot And then they blow him up And he grows big Because that's what happens When Make grow my big.
0: monster big They
1: don't do that In the show In the show They don't grow big Instead what happens is When the little monsters defeated The cog lands on the floor And then a giant Generic monster Turns up and steps on it And it turns him Into like a A monster themed around Whatever the small monster was Oh. Um, so it's like a sort of two-tier thing going on.
0: So like, he would absorb the aspects of that monster. Yeah. He'd still be the same size as when he tro- t- tread on the ground. Yeah, a
1: giant monster turns up, he steps on it, he gets, and turns into something themed around whatever the little monster was. Hmm. Um, does it by accident in the first episode, so it seems like the villains don't actually know it works. Just accidentally steps on it and everyone's like, huh? Oh no. Hmm. But it, it's just a fun little mini-series thing. Um, I don't know if they're going to reintroduce that red Zenkai again Because he kind of Goes off on his own At the end of it um, He was played by The guy who sang The theme tune To Vesha Sentai To Which sounds a lot like They were just like Paying the singer To do a cameo thing And turn up
0: I don't care about Any singers Except for The guy who's on The Japanese voice And they Turned around Because he sang The Dragon Ball Z Theme uh. song And they were all like Yeah and they turn around And like Woo Who was it I don't know I don't know his name just encapsulating that moment.
1: Well, was it the guy who sang it originally? No. No. Oh. Is it someone else?
0: Some chubby guy. Like glasses. Some chubby guy. Yeah. yeah it could like
1: be it. the guy who sang it originally. I mean, oh, really? Is he chubby? Kind of a bit chubby. Oh. It could have been him. He'd yeah. he be a bricklayer. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was still working when he was doing Dragon Ball Z. He was still working in construction when he oh. did theme jeans. Is he Japanese? Yeah.
0: He could have been him.
1: Though. He's got blonde, dyed blonde hair, spiky. Potentially. No, yeah.
0: this guy had long like... He had hair almost like uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah, and the mullets back uh, in Japan yeah. now. Don't tell my heart my achy breaky heart. No. I just it's a fun
1: enough little mini thing. Probably could have been its How own episode. It's two short episodes: one's sixteen minutes, one's eighteen minutes. That's
0: barely even a single episode.
1: Yeah, it could have just been a regular episode, pretty mm. much, with a bit of trimming here and there. Yeah, um, although it doesn't have the title sequences and stuff, so I guess they it's a little longer. You know, it's just it's just a little neat little thing for the interwebs. Yeah. There's a little spin off. It's kind of fun. Just playing around with the format a little bit. They're introducing their gold ranger soon. That was a bit that's been hinted at in the main show. So they are going to have other rangers.
0: Oh, so this is a spin off in, in between existing episodes? Yeah, it's, oh, okay. you're
1: supposed to watch it between episode 6 and 7, which is episode 6 was this past week. Apparently, yeah. but you're also supposed to watch it after the movie they did as like a preview thing for it. Oh, another one of those. Yeah, they do no. that. It's a, well, same movie. It's half an hour long. So headache inducing. It's too much of it. Yeah, there really is. And you can't watch the movie right now unless you go to a cinema in Japan. So. <sighs>
0: There's, um, did you hear that? Right now, there's a film beating that's beaten Avengers Endgame for gross total takings in Japan or China. Can't no,
1: Demon Slayer has been really popular. Demon Slayer is
0: incredibly popular, and it's really weird for some because, reason. Well, the comic, like, I can understand why it's popular because the comics fucking amazing. I read all of that last year.
1: It's like no Fist of the North Star.
0: No, it's better. No, no, no it's, it's better. Not, no, it's... Yeah, it is. It can't be. It it, it can't because it's written in words and not ideas. It's not a. It's not a tome poem. Like, Fist the North Star is beautiful. Uh, so, um, but yeah, no, I can I can see why that Demon Slayer arc in, in particular is because it is like it's like a mini arc between other bigger arcs in that series. Ugh, it's only, filler. It's only like three issues. It kind of is, but it's basically um, they have different clans that have different breathing techniques. The whole of demons Demon Slayer is about breathing techniques for swordsmen. Yeah. So they basically they they Isn't, breathe,
1: isn't it about slaying demons?
0: <laughs> yeah, but the demons are all stronger than humans. Oh. So the the way that they get around it is they overoxygenate their blood so it gives them like a brief amount of time where they can just like and sort do of Do they fucking...
1: all learn how to get stronger?
0: No, they don't like they don't actually get stronger stronger. It's just yeah. like different people are more adept at different breathing techniques. Yeah. Um and the fire technique, which is like basically just really quick bursts of strength, like maximum amounts of strength you can offer, but you, you just bail out after two minutes you can't go any further like your body just breaks down yeah. um, there are like and um, it's also on a train and basically they find that one of the head demons because there's like 13 evil demons they're all there's one main head dude who is basically infecting other people and they have to live off the of human flesh and blood and stuff but he's infecting other people and it just it's like trickle down econ- economics. He's made 13 people and they have like their little armies of people and then they have their armies of people. It's a
1: pyramid scheme, not trickle down economics. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's a trickle down economics is the guy at the it's top multi, has the blood. Multi level management. No one else has anything. They
0: call it multi level marketing. Nowadays, ah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, um, and one of those 13 head bosses is on the train and manipulates dreams. So it causes them to have ah. nightmares and two of them break out of the nightmare. And, and why like, are you spoiling
1: Demon Slayer for everyone? Is that your review, Demon Slayer? No,
0: no, no I haven't watched the film yet. No. I will, I will well, watch then it. Then why are you talking about UK? it? Sorry, 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 I've just it's read good. the manga. I've read every episode, every issue of the manga. Um, sorry, I continue It's like reviewing. two
1: million ap- issues. No, it's, it's only
0: 125. That's, that's too much. 125, no, it was
1: it out? God, too much. Anyway, that's the thing. Yeah, it's a fun little thing. Yeah. I mean, I've got to fill reviews up with something, and, you know, this Zenkaiju, the actual show, doesn't finish for a year, so... Mm. Huh.
0: That's going to be a bit of a nightmare.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Is it my review? Sure. Why not? Uh, uh, wait. One second. I'm going to sneeze.
1: Are you? You're going to sneeze. <coughs> Can you not? You peaked the audio. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so Can't sorry. you sneeze like a normal person? I'm so, I'm so sorry. You're not sorry. <sighs> and no one's going to hear you saying sorry because so you whispered sorry. it.
0: I'm so sorry. I'm and so it's going to get wiped out by the noise gate. I'm sorry to the audience. I'm sorry to my mother who birthed me. And through, and God through who through everything is possible, um, and I'd like to thank the Academy because really they're the ones who are making the big decisions. Okay, so uh, my first review this week is going to be uh, is going to be Cyber Shadow because I played it.
1: I played that ages ago. Yeah, you did. Yeah, did you review did. it? Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I'll make this brief then. Um, have yeah. you ever played Ninja Gaiden? But you yeah. wanted an updated Ninja Gaiden. And you couldn't afford the Messenger. And you saw that both the Messenger and Cyber Shadow are both on Xbox Live. But you've already reviewed the Messenger and played it on the Nintendo Switch. Well, then have I got the game for you? Try Cyber Shadow.
1: (laughs) I'll play it on Xbox.
0: Yeah, so did I. Because it's on Game Pass. Um, It's really, really, really good. It perfectly matches those frustrating uh, Ninja Gaiden-style samurai games from the NES. But it does it in a way that means you have checkpoints. They're a little bit make it a little bit easier, make it a little bit easier on people, and all in all, it's a fantastic game. One thing I would say is despite normally loving soundtracks for games like this, soundtrack on this one got on my nerves a little bit.
1: Your soundtrack.
0: Um but yeah, other than that, fantastic. I really enjoyed it. It's on Game Pass now, and I recommend that anyone with an Xbox goes and gives it a go. I give it a Matthew McConaughey. And your review.
1: Well, Cyber Shadow. You haven't talked much about Cyber Shadow. I just did for like two seconds. I
0: said everything I wanted to say about a game I very much enjoyed on the Xbox on Game Pass. I played it on the Series S. What did you play on? Xbox the One X. X. Yeah, I'm
1: sure you got all how the. Did you, uh, how did you find the it? The extra flashiness Hey, look there, right. Yeah. Look, you may have been S.
0: playing only in 1080p, and I get that. I it's get 4K. that. Okay. I'm, sure, I'm sure it looked great in what you assume is 4K, but it's not next gen 4K. Oh. And also my experience was better because I <laughs> played it in between bouts of playing Dead Space 3 oh. with Quick Resume. The yeah. new feature only on the Xbox Series consoles. Yeah. yeah. For any, any, uh, any, any... Do you want to quickly check what Microsoft does <laughs> <That's not funny. laughs> No, it's really good. It was really good. It's, um, it's incredibly well tuned. And holy fuck, it's like precision controls. It's not something that you experience a lot in games nowadays. I don't think that I don't think people realise that 3D games have, like, a minor delay to almost everything you do, like... um All games
1: do. You're playing on a flat screen.
0: Yeah. But uh, that feels, like, seamless. Yeah.
1: seems it, everywhere. Ha! 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 You're a scene. You're a view. Oh, really? Yeah, go for it. So I've got to try and scroll through and find this one-minute review. Yeah. Fucking
0: hell. Was it only a minute? Ah, I don't know.
1: Something like that. It was longer than a minute. You freaking...
0: What do you want me to say about it? What more can I say?
1: What's the best pixel in the game? The red one. The red one? Yeah. That's a boring answer. It's used a lot. Boring answer. It's used a lot. Ugh.
0: Blue's used more. No, it's not.
1: It's blue everywhere.
0: Yeah, there's red everywhere. You're a... You... You and your fucking colour I mean, this Unless in
1: frigging go green.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking more than me. It may be my favourite colour, but clearly not the best colour in that game.
1: That's not a creative colour.
0: Green is not a creative colour.
1: Right, fine then. Alright. right. should we fully lose the audience? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Um, Picross S2 on the Switch. I got that.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah,
1: because I needed a Picross game and it's on sale. Um, this one introduces two new features. Can you believe it? To Picross, new features. There's um, a button you can press so you can count squares. Which I mean, I just used to press left and right, really, and just counted them as I went along. I don't know why I need a button, but apparently some people needed buttons for that. um, it's fine, you know there's something there, a little quality of life improvement, yeah, for people who can't count like you, I
0: can count mm. can you though, yeah,
1: hmm, but um, there's that, and the other thing is they've added clip pick cross. Clip Picross is a thing where, as you play the game and you solve puzzles, it'll unlock parts of a Clip Picross puzzle. So it's like a big puzzle with loads of little puzzles in it. Okay. Um, When I say as you play, it it vaguely just says, oh, as you play, it'll unlock these extra Picross puzzle clip pieces. It's the fifth one on every stage. Every five, you unlock another one. It's not a mystery. You can figure it out in no time. But basically... You'll have a whole bunch of little different-sized puzzles on another page. You'll go to them. When you complete them, it will reveal a whole image, which I've done the first two, and I'm halfway through the third one. You're not the last two when you've done the first three. Um, But, I mean, it seems to clearly be some Cinderella thing, because the first one's a woman sweeping loads of dust up, and the second one's a pumpkin carriage, and the third one's clearly people dancing at a ball, like in flashy dresses and stuff. So do you have to do little ones first? Hey, yeah, you do the regular ones, you unlock the clip pick cross puzzles, start doing the pieces of the clip pick cross, and when you completely all the whole picture is revealed. yeah, I would have rather had just a ridiculously massive single puzzle, but you know it's a fun way to gradually reveal something, I guess
0: I guess you could do like a really interesting one that's like a bit of like just like a map of something or just like a massive sheet, and you like do like dot by dot. So it's that pit cross within Picross
1: you're a pick cross. okay. But um, yeah. I mean, the largest one's like 120 by 120, so it must be pretty big. Mm. Going to see that eventually when one day, because I will do every puzzle on these because games. Because Cross,
0: Cross, it is just revealing the puzzles, right?
1: Well, you've got to solve the puzzle. You've got to add the numbers. There's numbers at the side, and they tell you how, where squares go. Effectively, sort of where yeah. squares go. It's complicated. Like, say you have a five by five grid. Yeah. And there's two numbers at the sides. One. And three. Now there's always going to be a space between two blocks. So you know on this five by five rib, it'll go block, space, and then three
0: block blocks. Space. Block,
1: space. Block and space. you have to figure blocks. out how it all goes together to create, you know, solve the puzzle. Create a picture. Although on those Clip cross ones, you're sort of making things that just look more like QR codes.
0: Oh, right. Well, that'd be interesting if you could use those parts of a picture. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if those were like...
1: Yeah, they can make you get a QR code and then you can unlock more puzzles. Yeah, there be some... Um Ooh. The only thing with these Picross S games, they're nice and relaxing just because they are chill things, but they don't have the sense of humour that Mario Picross has. No. Because Mario Picross, like especially when you get to the Wario ones and it's just Wario. doing stuff like... Like you'll have a puzzle where all you're doing is putting one square down. It'll have like all these numbers everywhere and you'll do it and it'll just it'll just leave one square at the end. Well, my favourite Mario Picross puzzle is the one that makes you draw a Picross grid. <laughs> you do the whole thing and then you get halfway through it and realize you're drawing a Picross cross. That's nice. all you do. Um, the Wario one's great. I love I love some of the puzzles on that. Um, he does stuff like where he does puzzles that you've already done before, but they're negatives. So it's just like messing with you a little bit. Yeah. So you're like, you get halfway through and go, I've done this one. But that's Mario Picross cross. But Picross cross S is just straightforward, normal things. You do it and it'll go, Here's a pen. And you'll look at it and go, Is that a pen? And then when you see the zoomed out version of the image, it sort of looks like a pen. Most of the time, it just looks like a bunch of squares. It doesn't, you know, just... The pixel art's not always the most clearly defined.
0: Is it a pen or a pineapple?
1: Oh. Uh, but um releasing a new one next week, I'm Are so they? far behind oh, on they. these games. They keep adding more and more of them on there.
0: Yeah, they do just shit them out on a regular basis. I think they
1: don't. do one every, like, nine months or so. But um, I just want... I only want to buy them when they're on sale, because I'm cheap.
0: And they're all on sale at once right now.
1: Yeah, twenty, and 20% off, though. I got the first, When I got the first one, it was like 50% off or something. I only paid like four quid for it, I think. But um, no, yeah, Picross S2. I mean, it's more Picross. It's fine. It's fine. What I would like is if they put some more, you know, games on the Switch thing, on the SNES thing.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice. They did add some last month, didn't they?
1: No, nah, it has been since February. Jesus. Yeah, I think. Because we got games. I've forgotten what we got. I mean, we had Nightshade, didn't we? Was that... In February. No, that was something else. Nightshade was added at some point recently. I can't remember. They need to put some more games up. Give me some more games, man. You know, they keep adding loads of. Um... These are the guys, the Joe Mac, Caveman, Ninja, and oh, Tough yeah, Enough, yeah, 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 and all yeah. that. Those guys, they keep pub putting loads there. They are clearly like the only publisher who's just gone. Yeah, put whatever of ours up. Uh, I don't up. care. Um, Jellico That's the one mm. loads of their games Go on there Like can we get some Capcom You know I know, ah. it's, I know it's the big times I know Capcom can make Some money selling A Mega Man collection
0: Capcom are really good Right now But They're if you do not or,
1: or maybe Give us some Game Boy games Do a Game Boy I one I
0: want the Game Boy online stuff Yeah
1: put Game Boy games On there That would be lovely and, and Game Boy Advance Put all the games on there Give us Nintendo 64 Put Shadow Man on there <laughs> That would be awesome
0: Isn't there a remake Of that coming out Yeah
1: so this week So now Is it really? Yeah, Shadow Man Remastered.
0: Because Shadow Man, for anyone who hasn't played Shadow Man, Shadow Man is an oppressive and quite depressing game. It's fun, you get to, um, there's dog... You get to hear a man talk about how life is pointless and eventually you end up in a place where it's constant pain and agony, and, uh, yeah. Pretty sweet! He's got those glasses. Yeah, he's got those sweet as useless fucking glasses.
1: Well, they disappear when you're in the dead world. He has flaming eyes. No, no, it's only it's when, you're in the world. when you're in New Orleans. New Orleans. Anyway, what's your next review? My next review is going to be nice and quick. I'm going to pick up the page. We're getting some really good reviews after yeah, this. Yeah, my next review yeah. is going
0: to be really quick. Um, I played um, I played a video game. Oh, did you? On the Puzz 5. Oh, did you? Yeah, I played a Puzz 5 video game. Um, I, played, uh, I played Zombie Army Dead War. Zombie Army 4 Dead War. Oh! For so the PS, PS4, but it's got a PS5 version now because they've got, like, a patch and everything for What's it. What's the difference? Uh, 60 frames per second, 4K. Um, they've got some adaptive trigger shit in there as well and a couple of bits and pieces. But all in all, it seems to be that, for the most part, it runs at 60 as opposed to 30. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's 4K now. Because they
1: didn't make it the full fat 60 on PS4.
0: No, they couldn't. They Apparently there wasn't enough power, although... I think that's doubtful. It's pretty easy to run. But anyway, so, um, yeah, Zombie Army 4, Dead War, or Dead War is like a side game to the Sniper Elite series. And I love the Sniper Elite series. I love shooting Nazis. Someone's just quite cathartic about the whole thing. Um, replace those Nazis with fast-moving skellywigs and, and Zoblinis, and you've got yourself a, a, a match made in heaven. It's a, it's an arcade romp where you're essentially um, funneled into, like, small shooty-shooty arenas. And you get to use all the tools of the trade from from Sniper Elite Four to take out zombies, which is mostly sniper rifles, pistols, some machine guns. Um, and, I don't want uh, sniper um, rifles in the close stuff. combat it's zombie actually, situation. So, really interestingly, that sniper rifles do work really effectively. You can use them, and one of the nice things about the Sniper Elite series um, is that you can, depending on depending on how hard you press the trigger, you can sort of zoom partially in, hmm. um, and like the whole game, great. Really enjoying it's it. How it's how sniper rifles work. It, well, no, definitely not. Um, It's free on PlayStation Plus right now. So if you've got a PS5, get it. If you've got a PS4, get it. Because I think that, like, all in all, 60 frames per second isn't going to be the be-all-end-all of something like this. It doesn't really need 60 FPS for it to be a fun game. It's
1: unplayable at 30, everyone knows <laughs>
0: that. One of the things I will say is that be prepared for quite a few bugs. There's a few bits here and there where, like, it just... Because it is a budget title, I think when it was released, it was only thirty quid. So now that it's free on Facebook... thirty PS4, quid is
1: budget now, is it?
0: Yeah, thirty quid was always budget. F-
1: fucking money bags. All right,
0: Uh but yeah, no, I'm really enjoying Back it. My I've... day, my games were two ninety nine. So, so on you've cassette. got you've got missions, and then the missions have chapters, and all of the missions have like a cheesy hokey fifties B movie poster and a name, like like a silly name. I think like the one I just well, I think the one I just did was the fourth one, I can't remember the name of it, but a couple of, like I think the second mission you do is like Canal of the Dead and you're on this little boat that's chugging along and you basically just have to take out the zombies that are on the side and they come up and stuff and you stop every so often to do little bits and pieces here and there. Um, and it just, yeah, like I said, just really fucking fun and stupid. It doesn't it doesn't take itself seriously in any way, shape or form. It can be played co-op so you can get multiple people playing all at once. Can it be
1: played Asta? What? Can it be played star Can
0: it be played Asda? Be played Asda? Yeah. yeah, you can play Asda. Can it be played s- Spa? Spa? I or don't Lidl. know if you get it working on Spa. Maybe on Lidl. Lidl do TVs, so they might be co-op. on Co-op. Co-op, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like of course, the shops. Of course Co-op could do it. Yeah. Uh, or the <laughs> bank.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Funeral. Co-op, bank and Co-op, funeral and Co-op, supermarkets all the same company. Yeah,
0: but like Co-op, the title of the shop actually comes from a shop that... Is that
1: you, because there's multiple players?
0: No, um, in so, that business, you know what a coop is like. A cooperative is like initially, so like a cooperative is like a shop where it's multiple different vendors. Essentially, and they sell stuff, and then, obviously other it's multiplayer shopping. Anyway, um, Zombie Army Dead Zombie Army Four Dead War. It's not like it's not the next big the thing.
1: Funerals are fun, but they, they fucking
0: insist on using mics all the
1: time. You know, and there's just, no one chats. In the car funeral, I
0: thought you were gonna say the crisps are always cheap and shit, and they have yeah. these weird stripes on them. Um, now yeah, I'm saying I, that they put microphones on the yeah, dead yeah, people. Yeah, I know what you said. Nan. And none of them chat. Yeah, Nan never picks up the controller anymore and just lags away. You know, exactly. Um, like all in all, games, games are really fun. It's really good. It like it's on PS Plus. It's one of those nightmare things where it's like anything on Game Pass. You can't really say that it's not a good value prospect because it's. Free to people that have access to that. And yes, there is like a buy in cost to having access to that. But at the same time, it is essentially given to you as a perk of those services. And, uh, yeah. But I mean, even if, even if you were to see this, if it's on Game Pass as well now, isn't
1: it? You just said it was on Game Pass. It's
0: on Game Pass and it's on PS Plus now. Probably. Yeah. So PS, PlayStation gave it away and then Game Pass got it as well mm-hmm. on Game Pass as well. So you can play on
1: either. Game Pass gave it away on Game Pass?
0: Yeah, they gave it away on Game Pass. Game Pass? Yeah, then. you get it on Game yeah. Pass. Is How many times can I say Game Pass in one fucking day? Yeah. <laughs> in one day? Yeah, and... Uh... Is it on
1: Game Pass for PC? No. Is it on Game Actually, Pass it is. for the cloud? It
0: is on Game Pass for PC and cloud. Yeah? Yeah, but I think you need a controller Is it on, it on Game cloud Pass
1: version. for Nintendo Switch? No. Um,
0: Although Nintendo Switch, I think, will get a version eventually. Because um, they have the Zombie Army Trilogy on Nintendo Switch. And I think it's the same engine still, so I reckon you probably put over fairly easily.
1: I saw the old um brainworms people saying that um Nintendo are gonna sell to Microsoft. I'm like, yes. The most the richest company in Japan is gonna sell to Microsoft.
0: People are <sighs> fucking stupid. Do you see the latest rumour is um what was that company? Sony are gonna buy a company, I can't remember who it was. Um Sony. Mm. Yeah, Sony were gonna buy they're gonna obtain another Nintendo. company. Nintendo. No 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 no. Sony were gonna obtain like a games company, if I can't remember who it was. No. Um Square Enix potentially. That's
1: not gonna happen. No. No, Square Enix are like the third biggest company in Japan. Yeah. Square Enix was... are huge. I think that was they the have rumor. restaurants. They they have, have giving restaurants. restaurants. They have you know fancy restaurants. You know there's a Resident Evil
0: restaurant.
1: Yeah, there's not that in Japan there's a restaurant for everything.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um but yeah, so um so Zombie Army Dead War it's like, a
1: Carmen rider restaurant in Japan. Is it?
0: Yeah I'm gonna if go to you it. have access to any of the services where you can play this for free, it is absolutely not a waste of your time to give this a go. I think it's a fun game and I think it's a good game. Um if you see it on a shelf and you don't have any of those services but you have a console and you want to give it a go, it goes for about ten to fifteen pounds most places, and that is more than it's that's that's more than a great deal. That is a fantastic way to pick it up and play it. Um yeah, I really recommend it. I've, Like I said, it doesn't take itself too seriously. I think the only problem is that some people when playing this might not be able to see that it's like a mocking... It's mocking some, like, American hero archetypes.
1: Americans never get that. They
0: never pick it up. And I, I just want to say that, like, you realise it's a joke. You, well, your country's a joke, so you must do, but... Like, I mean, the American guy is a joke. He's all like, he's like, let's go kill somebody. And when some they
1: do realise it, they hate it. I don't Like, care. they can't laugh about
0: it. There's no such good thing as a good name. They're Nazi. not like
1: us where we talk about zombie Prince Philip and we have a good laugh about it. Like, if they had zombie Biden, Americans would be outraged.
0: No, it'd be zombie Trump, they'd be outraged. Uh, mm. Zombie Biden, it'd probably be the people that support Biden that make it. We'd
1: all love it. We'd freaking find it hilarious. Has Philip come back from the dead yet? No, not yet. No, he
0: doesn't rise until the seventh day. And that's next Saturday. Uh... Um, but yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Have you watched? Do you, have you been watching Invincible? No. Oh, because in the comic for that, there's a character called the Immortal, and he's like he's hundreds of years, hundreds of thousands of years old, and he can like fly, and he's basically the pinnacle. Yeah, of human. would be? And he's more... just like he's just like a weirdo, basically. Um, Is he a pervert. No, but at no. one point they go for his previous aliases. And like, what someone says? Someone says, "Wait, Abraham Lincoln." They're like, "Yep, don't you see it?" And then it cuts to it comes to like um, the immortal, drenched in blood, just like <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Abraham Lincoln, definitely that guy. The guy for the vampires. <laughs> oh, I fucking love that shit film. Yeah, I wouldn't see that in the cinema. Anthony Mackie's in that.
1: How fucking book. Man, that spawned so many knockoffs. Isn't Anthony Mann? Mack- Pride and Predator, for God's sake.
0: Is Pride and Predator a thing? I've seen Pride, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. zombies yeah. yeah. Pride and Predator was going to be a film. I kept thinking Rufus Sewell was in Pride and Pre- Prejudice and Predator. No, and Matt, Matt
1: Smith is. <coughs> yeah, they Matt made a Smith- film of that, didn't they? Yeah.
0: That's yeah. so what I'm saying, I've seen it. Jesus. It's not bad. It's stupid, but it's not bad.
1: They should do one where um, Sadako from The Ring opens an orphanage.
0: Oh, I think that'd be freaking oh.
1: And then her dad dies and he leaves her a machine that can project holograms and then they hold the concerts to raise money for the thing. It's basically Sadako is Gem. There's
0: uh there's a And an everyone episode.
1: sees the concerts and they die seven days later. <laughs> there's
0: there's an episode it's of here like, your... yeah, she
1: comes on stage, everyone's rocking out, but Gem's not there yet, Sadako. Yeah. And then like this there's, there's like a well in the middle of the so ring sure, so. and her hair creeps over the edge of it and she crawls out. And it's like, um, you know, Casey Tatum from, yeah. yeah, it's like that, where it's just like, you know, they'll go, da, 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 and she's like, oh, yeah. and then everyone dies seven days later.
0: Nice. Are we on the right camera? Uh, not camera, microphone. Yeah, we are. Are you sure?
1: Yes, we are.
0: Stop tapping the mic. I'm just making sure, because I got paranoid. Of course we are. Look, You wouldn't get that sort of peak on yeah. friggin- Um So yeah, there's an episode of Your Pretty Face is going to hell with Sudoku in it. Sadaka. Sadaka. Um and basically she's brought in along with some other cursed women from horror films because they're like we've got to bring in some female staff. Diversity's down, so we're gonna bring in some female staff. And like, and um, Gary starts a relationship with her, and he goes, he goes Gary, I'm in to talk- I'm bringing you in to talk to you about because we don't, we we don't like our male staff fraternizing with the female staff." And Gary's like, "I haven't been, I haven't been fraternizing. And he goes, well, okay like great goes, Well, he goes, he goes and he's basically like, "Oh, a bit great, borderline," because I just want to make sure. Because there's that curse, and he goes, oh, "Oh, what's the curse?" And he goes, "She gives you elephantitis of the bulls. So I want you to just make sure, you know. And and it cuts to it cuts like it just pans down very slightly. He's got these massive, comically sized testicles. They're like the size of beanbags. Nice. He's <laughs> just like, just like, yeah, no, I've not, no, I would never fraternize with a colleague or anything like that. <laughs> it goes back to his his, um, his little cubicle. And he's got like a tiny portable TV with a view of her well. And he's like, I'm not coming over now. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Sounds good though.
1: Well, have you got anything good to review later? Yeah. Because we're losing them. We're losing them. Yeah, we're losing the uh, viewers, They're listeners.
0: There's a game called Yuppie Psycho Executive.
1: No. Yeah. That sounds normal. It's on the switch. Is that made in the nineties by British people? Was it? No, it's on the switch. Some people are just, oh, I don't like these yuppies playing for Brian their chips Pasternak, with a cheque. A young man with no future to a disorganized nineties. Pasternak. They used to Pasternak.
0: Pasternak.
1: The the token comedy name that Chuck Law likes to work into each of his shows every now and again. Yeah, he was. There's always a character called Pasternak. He likes that name. Anyway, so you got good reviews coming up. Yeah. Yeah, the last two are going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. I've got another Transformer. Oh, for fuck's sake. Actually, I've got quite a few Transformers recently. Um, But I got, for 33 quid, a genuine Masterpiece MP28 Hot Rodimus.
0: It's funny that you say that, because I got a bunch of knockoff Hot Rodimuses. And I was selling them online, and some dickhead in Wokey bought one. So I sent it up.
1: And And you didn't recognise the address. No uh, idea about it. No no this arts are like M- <laughs> autonomous right so yes my masterpiece is when it comes to transformers i've got that mp1 optimus prime the original which yeah. is a fairly complex massive fucking figure yeah and then i got jazz which is the ridiculously complex movie figure and this guy kind of sits right in the middle he's like he's got some tiny little complexities there when he transforms um and he looks you know screen accurate he looks good for the the toy it's not that one that's that's Studio Series Hot Rod that's Masterpiece Hot Rod and that's the original one that's Studio Series again that's the original The Studio Series that's Ape Face
0: alright
1: yeah he's called Ape Face who's that one? that's Wind Charger who's this
0: little guy?
1: that's Jetstorm. but I don't like transforming him because his jet mode looks rad who's this? that's Megatron who's this? that's another Megatron who's that one? that's Megatron who's that one over there? that's Unicron alright yeah Megatron. Yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, Masterpiece Hot Rod.
0: That was wasted, wasn't it? The gimmick, <laughs>
1: the gimmick of this figure, which I think is quite neat, yeah. is his transformation is designed to mimic his transformation in Transformers the movie.
0: You said that when he
1: Specifically, flipped. specifically when he transforms that lookout mountain. And it's kind of weird, because you don't notice it if you're transforming it until you stop halfway through and you're like, wait a minute. And if you're a real nerd. Um, some people apparently don't like the proportions on him. I think they're fine. I think they look fine. I think they're pretty good proportions. I think they're better done than the Studio Series one, to be honest. Because Hot Rod should have slightly long legs. Um, the only thing I would like is, um, the chest is a bit flat. It kind of looks like a tabard. Um, you know. Because that's the thing. They keep giving him a flat, like, completely flat chest on the Hot Rod figures. But the car doesn't have a flat chest. It's curved. It's slightly curved in the in the cartoon,
0: yeah,
1: but um you know that's fine, that's fine it's it's you can't make the plastic bend or anything like you know unless you put a hinge in it and then you get a gap, and i guess I guess that's why they don't do it, you know, but that studio series one had a whole fake chest, so you know, um, I do think it's funny that the studio series one like everything folds away a lot cleaner on that little studio series figure, um like he doesn't have a backpack at all. On the studio yeah. as well. It's like really tight.
0: Well, you have to pay extra, and you get back. You get back oh, I was yeah. so fucking struggling with that. Not <laughs> yeah. Rodimus. But, and I was like backpackamus The masterpiece
1: one. Is backpack so big that the fins on the back of his head actually don't sit behind his head very well? Yeah, I can see that. They, they yeah, it's like there. there's a perspective shift, isn't it? It doesn't. You know, it looks. It, it's like a full inch behind his head.
0: <laughs> it looks more functional though.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the backpack is the entire top back of the car plus the wheels all yeah. tied up in there, um, whereas. Studio Series Hot Rod, the way they did it. I mean, to be honest, it's got the bonnet hidden away in there, and the roof, and the back, but the back splits in half, and the legs actually hide the wheels in that one.
0: See, because the fins are never directly behind the head.
1: No, it should be. Well, it should be when you look at it dead on. But the thing is, is that it shouldn't be like. A whole inch behind his head. Yeah, um, and,
0: and also it, it sort of overhangs more, so you can't see the bottom of the fins. But
1: you, exactly. you can just visibly see a perspective shift when you move, yeah. which is the thing. Um, but you get, end up with a figure that's got cleaner, like lines on it. Like the legs are spot on perfect. There's no gaps in them. It's like you know when you look around the back of the legs, there's nothing that gives away that there's a transformation going on. Um, he's really nice, and he can. He's poseable fella. I managed to get him sitting cross legged with. Um, with a fishing rod, he comes with a fishing rod.
0: Yeah, I remember you said you <laughs> um, so went fishing with that boy in the cartoon. Yeah, the boy he then drowned.
1: I am tempted to try and get the other version of him. They did another version, and this is nerdy shit, right?
0: So wait, this is where the nerdy shit yeah, starts. Yeah. So I can start napping.
1: So season three of Transformers was largely animated. Not all of it, but most of it was animated by a studio called Acom which was run by Nelson Shin, who you know is the guy who directed Transformers, the movie. Do I? But he also handles the animation for The Simpsons. Um, And he's also the guy who animated lightsabers in Star Wars. So he's a bit of a... He's one of these guys who animators know, but he's not like some big name that everyone knows. But he runs ACOM. The problem with ACOM is they were really bad at interpreting, like, designs and colours and things like that. So they would always be really wrong. So they did a figure that not only mimics the incorrect colors and color schemes of their animation model for hot rod in the cartoon. Um, but like this specifically the degraded version of the image that appears on the DVDs. So like his burgundy's like his, but well, his pinky moon is like a really deep burgundy. Now the parts that are meant to be colored in on the shoulders are meant to be grills. Aren't they are just the flat color, the same color as the rest of the body. Um, Acom, like they sent over, when they sent over artwork to him in Japan, they interpreted the shadows in the artwork as being just different coloured bits of leg. So the legs have like lighter grey at the front and darker grey at the sides. So the figure has it. Um, and it's kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of funny that they went to that effort and I kind of want that version of it. Yeah. Because it'll look wrong and that'll be funny. And it comes with a target master. So that's pretty yeah. neat. I'd like a target master. A gun. Wait, well, so a man turns into a gun. Yeah. And, you know, you can't just get that everywhere, you know, anyway. But I do think it's interesting how this Masterpiece figure, he's a little bit taller than the Jazz I got, he's nowhere near as complex. Like, I, can transform, I can transform that Masterpiece Hot Rod quicker than I can the Studio Series one. Um, it's literally like, uh, it's only a handful of steps, and it's nice and clean, and it ends up with a really nice-looking car that fits together really nicely. Um Whereas that Jazz figure still takes me about 10 minutes to transform because it is endless fiddly stuff, but not fiddly in a bad way. And he also feels a bit... Hot Rod feels a bit hollow compared to Jazz. I think that Jazz figure has kind of made me expect, like, really bulky, dense plastic and die-cast and stuff like that. Not that there's much die-cast on him. But the Hot Rod one, just because it doesn't need to hide a million tiny little pieces of Michael Bay-style robot gubbins, it's cleaner and lighter... Yeah It's a nice figure Now am I going to get Another masterpiece this year Maybe Because they've got That Skids one
0: Probably actually
1: It's 80 quid It's worth 70 quid On Capel toys Don't buy that shit It's brand new And it's I want it No Actually I want Reboost Because it comes With a little scooter Because you know the (laughs) You know the Toyota City You know that car The Toyota City Cruiser Yeah There's that game On the On the NES Switch thing Called City Connection Yeah Um, it's based on that car, and Skid turns into that car.
0: Do you know what game I played? AIDS. Tokyo Midnight, whatever it was. Tokyo Highway Battle. There you go. Great fucking
1: game. Tokyo Highway Challenge.
0: No, I played Tokyo Highway Challenge, and that was the Dreamcast one.
1: I've got one of the Dreamcast ones. Yeah. I think it's called Tokyo Highway Battle. Is it Battle? I played I played. The proper names for them are like Sukaban something.
0: All right. I played that and I played the sequel. I yeah. played that a lot, mainly because it was the kind of game where you could turn the soundtracks off and you could just play your own music on like someone else. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you know what? That was a good game. That was a good game. They should bring them back. They really should. It was such a simple concept. You're just driving on a highway and you flash people to pull over and suck them off. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, sorry, race them.
1: Look at it as a Fast and Furious game.
0: You get Phil Mitchell. Challenge to people to
1: street races and then steal DVDs.
0: <laughs> and suck them off. Yeah, <laughs> Tokyo Dogging Slash Fury. Remember channel.
1: when they stole D V plays in the first Fast yeah, and the Furious film? That was was it?
0: Was it? Even it was made? DVD VCR combos. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. <laughs> and also like twenty-two inch TVs. Oh, <laughs> like the big old big. What are they team. doing in the new one? Uh Saving the world several Saving times. The world.
1: Yeah, yeah. and Dom's secret brother.
0: John Cena.
1: Do- yeah, John Cena. How
0: did you even see him in the trailer?
1: Um. They no, called? I heard he was, he's not in the trailer. They've got superpowers in, sequel, they?
0: in uh, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, superpowers, yeah. yeah. Superpower turns out to Samoanism. He can be Samoan, you get superpowers. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is the bad guy. And then they changed it so that his voice wasn't as clear at the end. Oh. And removed the scene where he's like, that'll do, Hobbs and Shaw. And he closes the laptop and goes, ha 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 ha! They're
1: bringing him back, aren't they?
0: What, for the sequel? I think he's
1: in Fast 9.
0: Is he in Fast Night? I think so. Ryan Reynolds is in Fast I Night. I think so. One second, guys. Stop the podcast. I need to no. Google this. I need to Google this. If it's not available on I Google... Look to
1: that film he did where he was in the video game.
0: That's coming out still. Is it?
1: Yeah. Did it get delayed a million times? Yeah, it got delayed a million times. Yeah, it's going to be terrible, isn't it's it?
0: It's got Taco Batitti in it. I reckon it'll be alright.
1: Nah, because it's a um, it's a Ryan Reynolds film that isn't Deadpool.
0: No, because the hitman's wife is alright. Hitman's bodyguard, sorry. Is it alright?
1: The Hitman bodyguard wife is out now.
0: Yeah, I'm going to see that.
1: It's got Salma Hayek in it, hasn't it? Yeah. I like Salma Hayek.
0: She was in the first
1: one. Yeah, she's in Desperado.
0: Um, It says that he's only in Hobbs and
1: Shaw. No, I don't believe that for a second. I think he's going to make a cameo in Fast 9. And he's going to say, you won't believe what dimension I came from, because Hobbs and Shaw actually takes place in a different dimension where superpowers exist.
0: Okay, so there's now rumours that that Ryan Reynolds and The Rock might be in their own spin-off from Hobbit and Shaw.
1: Ah. One of a kiss. Maybe. Yeah. What I was like I talking Ram about?
0: Reynolds. Uh, Masterpiece figure. Hot Rod.
1: Hot Rodimus. Hot Rodimus.
0: Hot Rodimus. Yeah,
1: it's alright, it's good. Yeah, it looks I'm very good.
0: cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, compared to all this other garbage you've got here, that's the best looking one.
1: Oh, cheers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> except for... <laughs> except for that one over there.
1: You're gonna hurt friggin'...
0: That has... Has at least one point of articulation. You're gonna
1: hurt gigawatts feelings, are you?
0: One point of articulation and at least 17 Spanish phrases. Mm. The best figure in the room.
1: Yeah. Throw out window.
0: <laughs> no, you're not. You fucking. If you do that, you kill a person. It's pure plastic. It's just a lump of plastic. It's a brick. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I remember when it arrived, I was like, oh, this feels heavy and expensive. <laughs> I,
1: I think see. most of it's in the shoes. I think that's where the batteries go. <laughs>
0: I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> oh, great. Anyway, yeah, my next review. Um, I'm going to review a thing. New movie. Oh. New movie, Anne.
1: You sure this is something that you shouldn't save to the end?
0: No, because there's another thing to review movie? at the end. Yeah. Like, there's a bigger review at the end. Oh, okay, good. Um, so I, I watched a movie. Anne, I watched a movie. I watched a movie oh. about a white guy who society doesn't really work out for him. And he loses control. Home Alone? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, oh, I'm going to sneeze again. Wait, where am I? Can you
1: stop sneezing? <sighs> you just try and hold it, yeah?
0: Yeah, I'm trying. Might as hold pre- your nose.
1: Hold your nose. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so this is a movie about a man who, uh, after an attempted robbery at his house, and there uh, not being enough valuables to really justify the robbery, um, and also his inaction during that moment, he, uh, he goes on a bit of a rampage to try and find out who it was that robbed him um you find out shortly after that that he was um a cia adjudicator or accountant um auditor that's what they call him sorry auditor um adjudicator would just be someone who peacefully talks over over
1: the ombudsman <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um, but he is he he um he basically goes in and he he takes out people that can't legally be taken out so that was his job so for the cia he would be sent in and he would kill people that were bad guys, but essentially untouchable due to legal reasons or legal legal systems or anything like that. So it'd make it look like someone else took them out. What, Phil? It's called Nobody. Oh, shit. And it's directed by one of the people that directed John Wick. And I'll tell you what, you can tell... The good one it's... or the bad one? Wait, is there a bad one? One of them did Atomic Blonde. It wasn't as good. Atomic Blonde's alright. Do yeah, you not like it? I didn't watch it. Oh, well then how do you know it's not good? Uh, I just decided it wasn't. All oh, right, you're one of those internet people. When they're going to get
1: Rowan Atkinson in one of these films? Yeah,
0: isn't he a racist? He <laughs> cares. He's middle
1: aged, right? <laughs> no one's already, ever seen him punch someone a bunch. Made, no,
0: they did Johnny English <laughs> violently. Yeah, Johnny English, because he well, punched was, us with the, uh, the absolute shitness of those you know, films. We need more middle
1: aged men in violent
0: so yeah it's a very interesting it's a very interesting because it is essentially in like a carbon copy of John Wick except for his family survive um, oh, cowards and also it has a sense of humour oh. I don't know if it's intentional or not but it comes across as quite funny and silly in the ways that things happen so whereas like John Wick is constantly in control of every situation in almost like a godlike way Um he gets shot a lot he does but he always in the
1: second one Because the second one's about video games.
0: Yeah, so the first one, he doesn't really get shot a lot. Second one, he gets shot. And then the third one, he gets stabbed a little bit, and then he gets shot.
1: Well, the third one's about... Okay, I'm not going to get into the theology of but the second one is a video game. That's why he has the body armour and can take loads of hits, and he stashes weapons around the place and then collects them. It's a video game. All the enemies don't have faces. In the first one, you know who they are. They're all characters that you see up close. Are you talking about the
0: third one is more like a video game? No, the
1: second one. In the second one, everyone's wearing ski masks all the time, like hardly anyone. But in the third one, it's boss battles. He's doing a boss rush in the third one. Oh, okay, I see yeah. what you mean.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, so this is a little bit different in the sense that Bob Odenkirk, Odenkirk is not a Keanu Reeves. He's not. He's not a. He's not like an established action hero, and he's not someone who's previously done stuff like this. He's mostly known for comedic roles, but also some dramatic stuff. A better called Saul and things mm-hmm. like that. Kung Pao. Was he in Kung Pao?
1: His brother was.
0: Yeah, I think his brother was. Yeah,
1: the one did Fun Wars and.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's all. That but I'm sure Bob Odenkirk's in it as well. Oh, Was he? But anyway, so in this, he he trained for two years to do this role, and he was really interested in doing it. And you can tell that he's like he's really enjoying it. Um, he did a lot of his own action series scenes for this, which was good. Oh. Um, and like it, it feels energetic. I think that the difference between say something like this and someone like. Something like John Wick. John Wick feels like, as I said, he's almost always in control. So he feels like the flow of everything that happens, every action that happens in the vicinity of John Wick, he almost seems like he's in control of, even when it's not something he's planning to be part of. I mean, even when you look at the desert situation, he's like, well, you just go walking out in the desert and then eventually someone finds you. And it's like, what if they don't? Will you die? And it's like, of course, we're not going to see John Wick die in the desert. Like he is, it's just going to happen.
1: Um, you just shoot the desert until water comes out. <laughs> um,
0: and in this, it doesn't feel like that. So, Bob Odenkirk, as this character who basically the story is, and he tells it at one point, he's speaking to his father, played by Christopher Lloyd, who I'm going to get into because Christopher Lloyd and You're Raza. get into in this, Christopher Lloyd. Maybe. Um, Christopher Lloyd and Raza in this. Raza. Raza, sorry. The Raza. The Raza. Sir Raza. I said Raza. Um, uh, they're Star both, of G.I.J. Retaliation No, Star of The Man with the Iron Fist which is actually a great film that people do not like but I fucking love um, So so The Rizza is in this and Christopher Lloyd and they play um, Bob Odenkirk's adopted brother and dad um, Christopher Lloyd's ex-FBI and did something quite similar to uh, what Bob, Bob Odenkirk ended up doing but he did it when he was younger and it was when like the FBI were fighting gang fights and things like that and it was just like they had no other recourse but to sort of assassinate people there's always more recourse cops are bad let's not let's not celebrate these people too much um and then the Rizza is an ex-army vet who is sort of gone completely and utterly off the fucking beaten path and he's just off the grid as much as he can be it doesn't like using phones he doesn't like any of that shit he's just wu-tang become... keeping it real yeah <laughs> wu-tang clan ain't nothing to fuck with bud yeah um so, yeah, so, uh, Bob Odenkirk, eventually, uh, he, he gets into a fight with Russian mobs because these are always Russian mobs. In How these many films? chambers does the Viz's gun yeah. have?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you listened to, uh, this is off topic, but very quickly, have you listened to, um, the magical mystery tour of the 36 Crazy Fists or whatever it is, the mashup album between them and the Beatles? No. Because they're. 36 the... Crazy Fists? Yeah, or whatever it is. Um, it's, oh, yeah. uh, it is. Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, wrong band completely. Uh, it is fucking phenomenal. They've got a, they've got like a mashup for Got Your Money with, um. Do they have Maxwell's
1: Silver Hammer on them? I don't know. That's my favourite Beagle song. <laughs>
0: Maybe. Everyone um,
1: fucking hates that song. I think it's great.
0: Everybody hates Piggies, but I think Piggies is alright. Freaking...
1: Clang, clang, Maxwell Silverhammer came down so, upon his
0: head. How, so, um, Got Your Money is mixed with um, You Never Give Me Your Money, that mm. one. And it starts off with like a Beatles interview. Give me like, some money, that where it's, one, yeah. where It's just like, what are you all independently wealthy? And they're like, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not wealthy. And then like, they go, what, what, what happens to money? And they're like, well, your majesty's service gets a lot of it. And then it's like, you never give me your, and it's like, give me your money. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> That's listen to
1: the soundtrack of Wu-Tang Taste the Pain. Slash Shaolin style. Did they
0: actually release any new songs for that?
1: Uh, there's one new song. And it's all Is it just gravel uh, pit? It's the thirty six chambers. Yeah, it's gravel pit, yeah. It's the- <laughs> I fucking hate that song. <laughs> it's the worst
0: fucking song. It's on Wu Tang's album The Wu Tang Sell Out, wasn't <laughs> it? Yeah. Do you know that pit. someone I someone I know was saying they like Cypress Hill and I was like, Oh yeah, what's your favourite Cypress Hill song? And they were like Doctor funds I was like, oh. Ugh Ha ha Um anyway, yeah, sorry. So uh yeah, nobody. Um it's really interesting. It's a lot more fun than a John Wick film, but I feel like it. The ending sets it up to just become another section of that universe. Um, there's no surprise. Oh, cameo. Shit, John
1: Wick gonna meet 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 nobody. Meet nobody. <laughs> meet nobody. <laughs> uh,
0: there's no surprise cameo by Keanu Reeves, oh. but like, um, and this is a minor spoiler for the film. Bob Bob Odenkirk explains why he isn't doing what he used to do because he seems to be very good at killing people and almost almost like he has like a weird tolerance for pain to the point where like his wife is used to him coming home with stab wounds. And there's like a scene where she's gluing one closed for him. That's
1: what superglue was invented for.
0: Um, And, and like they're having this moment where he's talking about it and she goes like, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen you in such a long time. And he goes, what do you mean? See me? I'm here every day. And She goes, yeah, but like, you're not smiling, you know, you just sort of go through your day and you do get, you see in the beginning, like he goes jogging, goes to work. He has a coffee. And then he goes home. He eats dinner. And then it goes to the next day and he's jogging. He goes to work. And, like, and you, you they really cleverly set up how monotonous that is. But he loves it. And that's kind of what they get into later in the film. He's like, I had someone I was meant to kill. I didn't kill them. I let them go free. And I was on a job in the area. And I thought I would go and check. Because I always kept tabs on this guy. And there's this guy living in like this shitty little house that you know he had probably rented. With his family, his wife, two kids, the kids came with the wife and he was just in love. Her and he was happy. And I thought to myself, I want that. So I finished the job and then I quit. They didn't want me to quit, but I quit. And like and then he just went and had this family. Like that was what happened. He just yeah. got sick of that life.
1: So he killed the guy.
0: <laughs> no, no, he left the yeah. guy. Um and uh and I kind of like that there's just someone in this universe that just like because this robbery went wrong, he found out the whole setup for the whole fucking film is this couple try and rob him they take what little money they can because he says I mostly use a debit card because obviously it's a fucking modern movie so no one really keeps cash anymore Hmm. and so they take the little change they can out of the bowl they steal his watch and then they fuck off and one day his little girl goes to him where's my bracelet and he goes what bracelet where was it last and she points to the bowl that had the loose cash in it so he thinks oh this couple's robbed me of this money so he fucking loses his mind he runs over to Christopher Lloyd's house Grabs his grabs his dad's old service revolver and his FBI ID, and using just a tattoo that he saw on someone's wrist when they were robbing him, he goes and tries to track down this couple. Just so happens to find a place that did do the tattoo because they've got a picture of it in the window, and he goes, "Okay, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and pay him a visit." Gives him a bit of a knocks the guy in the head and. Am I
1: telling everyone what everything? That no, 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 in no. The this film? is
0: literally just two minutes of the film, and it's in the trailer. He knocks a guy in the head and like goes like, give me my fucking, give me my daughter's bracelet back, give me my watch back. I don't give a fuck about the money, just give it back. And he hears a baby crying. So he goes back and he sees the kids on a ventilator and he's like, what the fuck am I doing? And he leaves the house and immediately just starts fucking punching a wall like a psychopath. And then he gets on a bus. Oh, by the way, he always rides a bus, which is hilarious. He has a Metro card, yeah. which is a big plot point because he has a hole in his pocket and keeps dropping the Metro card, which is how Russian gangsters find him eventually. <laughs> Public transport to killer people. Um, but no, he he just like he basically just jumps on a bus to go home. And as he jumps on the bu- as he's riding the bus home, and it's like nearly dead, there's just like a woman and this guy reading a book on the bus, obviously going home. Um, as he's riding this bus this Hummer. Tears round a corner and these drugged up psychopaths in the Hummer fucking welly into a brick stop, you know, like the fucking Billwell bollards and destroy the car. They all get out with bottles of champagne and cocaine around their fucking noses. And they go, oh, my God, we're a bus <laughs> like that. And they mm. immediately get on this bus that's stopped because there's a traffic accident right next to it. And they all get on the bus and as they're getting on the bus, the big guy at the front who's reading the book just immediately goes like, fuck this and gets off and starts walking. The girl like sits there and as it's happening, he goes, sometimes when God offers you one, you know, one thing and you close the door on it, another door opens and he's just like, immediately like, I'm just going to kick the shit out of these Russian bricks. <laughs> just these fucking drugged up maniacs because they immediately start hounding this girl and they're like, we're taking over the bus and paying you and uh and he he literally just says, like, I'm gonna kick the shit out of you. This is all in the trailer. Um he empties the bullets out it of the sounds gun. Like just explain everything. No, 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 but he empties the bullets out of the gun and he just proceeds to kick the living shit out of these people and is it's a really fucking good fight. It's a just a really nicely choreographed piece of action. And that's kind of the, like, that's kind of what the film is about. It's these really nicely choreographed bits of action with personality injected, where in a John Wick film, you wouldn't really get the personality of John Wick. Like, everything we know about John Wick is he used to be an assassin, he likes dogs, he had a wife, she died. He's now sad and angry at the world. That's John Wick, right? Like, in this, Bob Odenkirk, at one point, he steals a bit of art that he likes (laughs) off of the wall. He
1: likes his house as well.
0: Pardon? he likes his house oh he likes his house but that's gone yeah. um, at, the, at one point Bob Odenkirk does just like go and he, he he's like looking this guy this Russian gangster eventually like he he does like start trying to take out his assets and he goes to this house and it, like this uh, there's like art all, uh, all over the walls beautiful art and he looks at one piece and he's just like and he just takes it down and, and like in the next scene you see him with it under his arm as he's like spraying gasoline <laughs> everywhere he's just like I'll take this home hmm. um, it's all really interesting like like I said, it's like John Wick, with some personality, and also, he takes so many hits. Where John Wick would be, like, flipping people and avoiding everything, this guy gets punched in the back of the head a lot. John Wick's just...
1: known for his flips.
0: <laughs> he's not known for his flips, but he he uses judo, so he's always moving people around. In this, this guy's just, like, using whatever he can get. Like, he just... He revels in some of the violence that he commits but for the most part it's like whatever he can there's a scene in which he confronts someone and like he's he's eating dinner in a club that's owned by one of the major villains and they go you got a lot of nerve coming here and he goes yeah but you know I want a dinner and a show and they all start laughing and then he goes What's to stop me from killing you? No one in here would tell anyone I'd killed you. And he goes, he goes, yeah, but he lifts his napkin to wipe his face, and then you see underneath is a claymore mine. He's <laughs> just like, it's like, yeah, I'm just you know enjoying dinner, just like, and it's just a weird thing to see in a film like this. Just these little hints of a guy who's just enjoying it a bit too much, but at the same time, he's a little bit more creative than John Wick. He does home alone the building at the end, and there is some gleefully stupid scenes of violence. Like it's it's just stuff where you're like that would never line up in real life, but I'm really kind of enjoying this. It's like what if Jigsaw just wanted to kill a bunch of Rambo Five? No, it's better than Rambo Five, Mm. Jesus. Um, Because in
1: Rambo Five, he jigsaws up his
0: his holes. He does, yeah, and it's fucking horrible to watch. It's really horrible to watch that film, just because it doesn't seem like Rambo and it doesn't seem like a lot of that. The
1: lesson to learn (sighs) from Rambo Five is Mexicans are dirty. And they're all sorts of criminals. And that's what's important. The moment you cross the border, you're in criminal land. Isn't it really funny? And it's okay to murder them all. Isn't off.
0: it really funny that you, if you watch like only one series of Better Cool Saul, you learn quite a bit about the American justice system and Mexico cartel lines. Hmm. And if a cartel person commits violence against an American citizen, you know that the the American people have the ability to prosecute that person. And vice versa. If a Mexican person is killed on American soil, the American people can prosecute alongside the Mexican Mexican uh, police forces and if an English person or like sorry if an American person is killed by a Mexican person on you can extradite people from Mexico and they're like yeah you can't and it's madness um, but yeah nobody it's uh, it's like John Wick with a lot more personality and uh, and his entire family doesn't die isn't and,
1: Bob Odenkirk younger than Keanu Reeves?
0: no I think he's older is he? yeah Mm. I think mean, he's, he's, yeah, I think he's older. It's really weird seeing him skinny and toned up and, like, like action hero-y. It's a bit like, you remember the transition from Paul Rudd being, like, being, like, that weird kind of just regular-looking guy to being slab abs in Ant-Man.
1: He's always been, just he just used to wear baggy clothes.
0: Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, nobody, I kind of recommend it. If, you're like, you're looking for action films, and we're not going to get another John Wick until 2023 or something like that. We're going to get
1: five John Wick films. No, row. we're getting two more, aren't we? This one where it's going to be on a water planet. I think there's only. And, um, I think there's
0: only. There's another one, and they say that there's another one after that, or there's a TV series or something that they're planning to do.
1: It's not going to be a John Wick TV. Keanu she who's not going to do TV.
0: No, I don't think Keanu Reeves is in the TV program.
1: Oh, it'll be fucking some bollocks Ian about McShane. the hotels and shit. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, ah. yeah. They should do one where Ian McShane has a whole bunch of dodgy deals. He plays an antiques dealer who. Tries to scam people. David out of, it? No, because Lovejoy. Oh, I fucking, don't know what does that no one is. remember fucking Lovejoy? No, that's what Ian McShane's famous for. I'd
0: really like a sequel to The Guest, please.
1: And he's also famous for being in the Death Race remake.
0: I would really like a sequel to The Guest. Can I formally make a uh, make a request for this? No,
1: Adam Wingard's too busy.
0: Yeah, but he's not too busy. He's doing
1: now... Gun Down next. Is he? Is he the one who's... No, Jordan Ford, Robert, Floyd Roberts is doing Gundam. Oh, now. yeah, okay, okay. What's Adam Wingard doing? it? He's doing another license thing. Is he? because That's what he does now. He did a big Godzilla. He's...
0: He did a good Godzilla. Yeah. Just a shame about some aspects of that good Godzilla.
1: He did a good King Kong film. Did he? Yeah, Godzilla's like... Oh, yeah, it is King Kong. <laughs> Godzilla's just the obstacle that turns up every now and again. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, nobody. Uh, it was unexpected. I didn't, didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. And... Okay, I have seen Atomic Blonde. It is, it. the order of quality for these films goes John Wick, John Wick 3, Atomic Blonde, John Wick 2. And then nobody fits firmly, firmly just after John Wick 1. I think that it is, it's a great establishing film for this character. And I think just like John Wick 1, it does everything it sets out to do. It's punchy, it's direct. And it is, like I said, it's just like John Wick if he was a bit more of a fuck up and he had a bit more personality to him. And I think that's really, that that's more about Bob Odenkirk being in it than anything else. Because I think as good as Keanu Reeves can be in so many films, I think that John Wick is, he's very specifically not meant to be filled with personality and filled with an interesting hook. He's meant to just be, John Wick, a fucking god of killing. <laughs>
1: he's he's, he's all right, you know, he's pretty good at killing.
0: He is very good at killing. Oh, mm. I give this a Helen Mirren. Your review, Anne. Why are
1: you giving it a Helen Mirren?
0: Because I liked it. It's a positive review. It's oh. very positive. Your review, Anne. Helen Mirren's in Red. She is also in... Red uh, too. In Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Is she? Yeah, because oh. she's, uh, she's uh, Thingy's mum.
1: Oh, is that who Vin Diesel's got a crush on now? Yeah. Because he had a crush on James Judd
0: He did, he did. And then yeah. James... Did you hear about them playing, uh, playing D&D together? Did they? Yeah, so, you know... Did she see it? The story was that... She's fucking blind. Is she? She's, but yeah, she's blind, practically. Uh, um, she apparently played D&D with him on the set of um, that terrible Riddick film. Babylon AD. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were playing... Is playing the
1: other shot. one where he plays a D&D, char- he's a D&D character?
0: you talk talking about The Last Witch Hunter? Yeah, that's the it. The greatest film ever made? Well, he made a film about his D&D character. It's a good film! Is
1: he going to make Street Sharks? It's...
0: Good movie. Let,
1: do street sharks, set it in the fast and furious Look, universe.
0: I stand by The Last Witch Hunter is a spectacular looking film and is completely realized in only an hour and 40 minutes. And it has more cocaine in it and Elijah Wood. I'm oh, Michael cocaine. And I'm your witcher friend and I'm very sick and I'm sick because of witches. So bring me back to life. Vintage How do you know she was a witch? She floated when she fell into water. You're only supposed to blow the bloody broomsticks off. <laughs> oh. on, you're with you. All of Peep Show. Oh for fuck's sake! You did a me, did you?
1: Yeah, but I watched them at a sensible rate over oh. the course of a few months. Really? Rather than watching fucking, you know, every single episode of a TV show in a day. I say watching. You have it on next year while you're supposed to be doing other stuff. I take so much in that way. No, you don't. You don't take any of it in. You forgot that Bob Odenkirk isn't even in Nobody.
0: I didn't even know that Neo-Genesis Evangelion had monsters in it for about a year. I thought it was mostly just a drum about a kid masturbating on a comatose woman.
1: That happens in one of the film. That's the End of Evangelion. Once. Yeah. He does it once. Yeah. Anyway, peep Once
0: is enough. Get him arrested. He doesn't on her anyway. He does it next to her.
1: Yeah. That's okay. It's fine.
0: Yeah, you tell that to the and it's like, in a hospital. You, s- you tell that to the victims of fucking uh, Louis CK.
1: It's in a hospital. you will get cleaned. It's fine. Anyway, Peep Show. Um, I like Peep Show. I was in the mood to watch it again, so I popped it on and watched the series. And it is, despite featuring you know well-known transphobe um, Robert Webb,
0: he he's a weirdo, isn't he?
1: I don't think he really. He, I think he he said a bunch of stuff
0: really, stupid, and he doesn't yeah.
1: really know how to back it up. He he, down. now he's scared to back down from it he's because, down. like a lot of people, he doesn't know he doesn't want to admit he's wrong.
0: Didn't he say
1: David Mitchell sitting there rubbing his, you know, just going, "Oh my god, fuck's like."
0: Yeah. Um. So um, for those who don't know, Robert Webb famously said that if he was a child now, he would be transed. Yeah. Which is the which is the term he used. That's what parents almost, are doing to their kids. It's now. It's almost a verbatim quote. And he said the reason that he would be trans is because the toxic masculinity that he grew up with would mean that he would have to, he was, he was more feminine in the way he acted was more feminine. And he stupidly believes that that is what trans people are. Yeah. He is, he is, he has taken the plight of a group of, um, a, a minority group, condensed it down into his own life experience in the wrong fucking way. And he's a moron for saying it. I mean, I don't think he was ever very, very clever. Anyway, he, you watch programs that are he's written not by the him. smart one of the two. <laughs> no, well, you watch programs that are written by him.
1: <laughs> he went to private school though, because of course they did all of them did. Well, yeah, all the people in comedies and well, all the TV people went to private school.
0: The problem is that like he he isn't he isn't the one who really thinks about things. i not talking about a Peep Show. Sorry, yeah, he basically he punches I was just down. He just doesn't. Saying he was a
1: noted transphobe because.
0: He is. I just wanted to give context because you, just, you know what it's like you, you say. just call him a turf. Just But the problem is that I just You don't that,
1: need to give context, you just call him a turf. No, and but then you the, do the, the turfs get nuance. angry. There's more nuance to it. And it's hilarious. Yeah,
0: it is hilarious, but there's more nuance to it than this. Like you need to know why someone has Because you can't just say you're a fucking idiot like you because you he say is an idiot though. Yeah, I know, but you say something blanket like that. And someone will get defensive and say, oh, "I'm not a fucking idiot," and like that's the problem. Your argument boils down to someone's intelligence being in question. If you say what you said is a ridiculous statement for the following reasons, and they say, "Okay, I can see from that perspective how it's a because very no silly one's content. listening to this." I don't. They all, I care because they all tuned out. Transphobia is so, so stupid already. It's stupid to be transphobic, and people. People still seem to. Feel, I don't so want my, I don't show. want my daughter and playing you've football. I'm just taken it off on a tangent. I don't want my daughter playing football with men. I was just going to call him turf and be done. Yeah, right. it's fun. He's a fucking turf. I just, yeah. I, I get so really? frustrated with stupid people. You
1: can go on mum's net with Graham Linnan.
0: Oh God, yeah, he was back on the news, wasn't he? Was he? What's he done now? So you know how, like, um, his his entire life is shattered because of his yeah. his. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he did a program not long ago with the woman who was in um, was in um, fuck. What was the program with John? With uh, basically, she was she was in uh, catastrophe. That that Irish lady, I can't remember her name. She was also in Game Night. She's really good. She's a really good actress. But she was in she was in a program that was written by Graham Nairnham. And there were some comments made about like internet and cancel culture and stuff like that. And I think that she alluded it to it being more consequence culture. And so now she might be in trouble with Linehan. with the turfs. Yeah, yeah. Stem. So, no, yeah, I'm trying to talk about a peep show. There's a website you can go to, oh. and uh, it's quotes by turfs about how they've lost family members because they're such turfs. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a fun one. Did you see
1: Lawrence Fox? Ended up just being other in yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you see what he like? He's such a cunt. Like, there's not many words that you can. He's forging his he he's potentially forging, potentially just actually getting the vaccine. His little vaccine card. Yeah. Um. And he's also saying that he can't have the vaccine because he's scared of needles, even though he's covered in fucking tattoos. Yeah. Like it. Just the list goes on for that twat. Uh, anyway, Peep Show. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Fucking. Peep Show is nine series about a pair of former high school friends living together, like and they hate each other sort of. They just sort of, they, you know, they, they get up by, but they, I don't there's always only there
0: six series of this program. <laughs> there's
1: nine series, um, and they basically their whole thing is that they're constantly making the wrong decisions in their lives. They get presented with a good thing, but their own psychosis, their own stupid self-centeredness, can't allow them to enjoy themselves. They'll always do. Make the wrong decision. They might make a right decision for a moment, but they'll fuck it up at some point.
0: Often it's their pettiness, yeah, that fucks them over.
1: Um, and it's like they, you know, they like each other, but because their lives are going absolutely nowhere, they blame each other for it and resent each other in a bunch of ways. Yeah, but it is also one of the funniest sitcoms ever made. It's, it's like for six seasons. It's, no, it's nineteen. It's all good. Freaking great series.
0: Olivia Coleman's absence from.
1: She's in every series.
0: Very briefly in the ninth one.
1: Yeah, she's only in two episodes of the ninth one. Yeah. shes so not... she's only in like two episodes in each series.
0: She's in a lot of... No.
1: Series one through... Yeah, there's probably like one series where she's in each episode. But oh, okay. she's only in... Out of all the episodes, she's only in like 16 episodes. Yeah. Overall. Okay. But um, no, this, it's just basically a really, really good show watching Mark just gradually keep messing up his life continuously, doing all the wrong things. He keeps trying to cut of a shell. Every time you think he's gonna have some growth, he just dub you know, he has growth for a few seconds and then he'll get punished for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. There's it's- one there's one episode late on where like he accepts that Dobby's moved on and stuff and ends up getting assaulted by a boyfriend. Yeah. Because he's been stalking her on a tracker app Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yo, I'm happy for you. Bang, it's punched in the face. Um and it's brilliant. There's like I mean, I think my favourite comeuppance is the time when Mark does absolutely nothing wrong. Um, Jess's stepsister, like, rapes him. <laughs> like, he wakes up with her on top of him. And he asks her to stop, and she doesn't. And then later in the episode, he's the one who ends up getting, you know, seen as the bad person in the entire situation. I there... And he doesn't know how. <laughs> it's just kind of funny that, you know, the one time he's done nothing wrong, he still gets yeah. punished for it.
0: I think... Like, my problem with Pete Show in the later series is just that I just it 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 falls into like because Dobby's a really interesting character they introduce. Dobby's lovely, is he yeah. Sutty. And that that series, like, you really get like this an idea that Mark might move on and do something.
1: Yeah, he can't. fucks it all up. He can't, of course. Yes, uh, and then
0: season eight he's that's the stalking season. No. Season seven Season
1: eight he's going out with Dobby. Is it season 9? Season 8, eight ends with Jez deciding that he's going to tell Dobby he loves Dobby, her, and they yeah. end up fighting and getting electrocuted on the electric fence, yeah. and she runs off to New York.
0: Yes, and then she meets her new boyfriend, and it's all fucking. He's neck tattoo, isn't it?
1: He's a, some friggin'. I don't know, whatever Influencer you call it. Yeah. Thing, yeah. One of those twats doesn't get off his phone all the time. Yeah.
0: Um, um, and I think that season 9 for me was like just. Season 9's great. I really didn't like it. Got Superhands
1: getting married, that that payoff to his whole thing where. He mentions his twins two seasons earlier Yeah, that no one like I'm always talking about the twins no all the time where's the twins and he picks up his phone and goes where's the twins oh god has Orange deleted the twins oh they fucking they better not delete deleted the twins I'm always talking about them and he's just like I'm also, you never mention them once how old are they and he's like well they're uh, seven or eight how, what's fünf in German it's five. Oh, well they were fünf years old zwei years ago so I reckon I've got a couple of eighters there <laughs> so so you think he's making up he's got twins. yeah. And then at the wedding you just see him turn to two twins and he gives them a little wink and they wink back at him.
0: <laughs> I my one of my favorite Superhands episodes is the one where Superhands is like I know about party going on. Let's go. Mark it's a bit extreme for you that you want oh, yeah, yeah. to go in there and <laughs> just goes in and he goes Mark I've seen things now
1: that I will never forget. But Jess is like, no, come on, we've got to go in here. And Mark's like, no, it's too much for hands, we can't go in there. And Jess wanders in and then a few minutes later he comes out and like, we're going. And he's like, well, no, no, I want to see what's
0: going on in there. He's yeah. like, no, you don't want to see what's going on there, Mark. He's, I've seen things,
1: Mark. It's <laughs> yeah. me up.
0: Um... There are, like, there are standout episodes, but yeah, like Season 9 for me just felt like... It didn't feel like the same show. I think that's probably the problem. It just it felt like... Well, the thing
1: is, Season 9, they always said it was going to be the last... They said it was going to be the last series when it came on. They tried to give you the illusion that loads of stuff was going to change. Yeah. You know, Mark gets a new job and he's like moved... Jez and Mark of, You know, they're not living in the same place at the start of the series. Yeah. And, you know, you think you're going to get some movement and there's closure with the April thing from like, I earlier. I my
0: problem was that... Like, but then it- he
1: still messes it up and it still ends up with them both just sitting on the sofa watching TV like the first episode was. Because the original concept for the show was that it was going to be a bit Beavis and buttheady, Yeah. Where they were going to be sitting what commenting on TV and stuff. And Hence just- God in the early series whenever they're watching Bob Ross.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that, like, my problem was that it, I, it, the series just starts with that sour taste because, like, it, it, for no reason Jez is suddenly gay. Like, just gay. It's
1: not. That's not sudden. Is it not? That is not sudden. It's... That is hinted at continuously over the course of the series.
0: No, because he always does a thing where he's like, maybe I could have sex with a guy and stuff he like that. He wanks
1: off the freaking... There's a there's a um, musician that he likes and he starts getting a job working... The French guy? No. Is it the French guy? No, He starts working as, like, basically his assistant around the house. Yeah, in the studio. And, and he's like... Mopping the pool and stuff in his shorts, yeah. you can take your shirt off, mate. And then he's like, you know, giving hand jobs, and he calls in sick and sells Superhands to go there cover for him. Yeah, and Superhands turns <laughs> up later <laughs> and goes, You didn't tell me about the hand jobs, mate. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry about that. Did you do it? Well, how old have you think? got these sneakers from? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I remember that, but that always seemed a bit like that happens a bunch. There's loads of it, I know. And like the, the scene with what's her name, Michelle is Michelle like she's in it for one episode, the uh, wife someone, and she goes, she goes. Okay, Jez, oh, yeah, yeah. you've had your turn. Now it's mine. She puts on the strap on, and then he's like, "I am not into this." Like that.
1: Oh, am I? Yeah,
0: but like that's that's kind of it. Like is just that Jez was suddenly just gay. Like there were no women in his life, even though he'd been dating women up until that point and been in love with Dobby and all the other shit. Like
1: he's jerked off at least three men over yeah, the course of years.
0: Who hasn't had like some bisexual experiences in their life? No.
1: Well, you think Jez hasn't?
0: No, I think that he has, but the problem was that like his character was suddenly just gay. And also it wasn't just that he was gay, he was non committal in a relationship that he was entirely committed to.
1: He finally found his thing. Yeah. He finally just, committed to it.
0: It just seems so weird. And I and like and it like it wasn't the gay thing. Like I don't care if a character's in a relationship with a guy. But if they're just suddenly going like, Oh, I'm not into women at all. I was just fucking women for eight seasons of this T V He program. isn't because
1: he tries to have a relationship with both the um,
0: yeah he tries to have a relationship with her they
1: they he. organise to have a freeway relationship yeah and they and make a schedules wrong. and plans and stuff and it goes wrong yeah because he thinks he can have it all
0: yeah it just it just felt like it was the series that left an odd taste so I, and I think that that was around the time that Robert Webb came out as a transphobe as well so I was like
1: yeah, a bit, I don't know that was probably time so Peep we, Show losses year was years ago 2015 2016 yeah, that's years ago,
0: yeah. yeah that was when he released that book Boy Mode or whatever it was where he was talking about Talking about his experiences when he was a kid and how he was potentially molested or some shit like that. Potentially? Yeah. Who knows? Billy Connolly was horribly molested and he wrote a biography about it and he's still a pretty good guy.
1: He's not a turf.
0: He's not, no. no. He's a really nice guy.
1: Wait, Billy Connolly or Brian Connolly?
0: No, Brian Connolly might be a turf. I no one
1: know. knows what Brian Connolly no, it says.
0: It's a puppy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it touch- where
1: did you get touched? On the puppy!
0: <laughs> what was the dangerous Brian? <laughs> Dangerous Brian, yeah. used to do the stunts. It would just cut to a puppet.
1: That was like years before Jackass. Do you think Jackass were influenced yeah, by maybe.
0: Dangerous Brian? Well, Dangerous Brian wasn't a person. That was a joke. No. It was basically like B-roll from a Super Sentai program because it would Great. just be a fucking terrible puppet in a car. <laughs> I remember there was one where they're like, we're going to drive this Ford, what Was it, like a Ford Fiesta off of this over this thing. And it's like this massive quarry and they set up a ramp and they shot the car up. And, then the car, and he goes, oh no, he's out the window. And the puppet just comes out and flops out. That's
1: him. He <laughs> did it for real. Yeah,
0: it was... <laughs> and then he just comes to him in his evil costume and he goes, all right
1: yeah, you know, um, freaking Peter Capaldi's in an episode of Peep Show really early, early on, yeah. Ah, which actually, um, he's the tutor at the university where Mark pretends that he goes to Dorset yes. University to stalk yeah. April. I think I remember that one. Yeah, April was perfect for him. He should have not fucked up because cool. she's awkward, and then she's the one in the last series who's married, and he's trying to yeah mess her marriage and everything, and he, he has sex with her twice in toilets and like get the play at the kids' play park and. Yeah, in the coffee shop, he's like, "I think she likes toilets."
0: I find the um, like the Olivia Colman romance is always really fucking weird. Like,
1: but it starts off where it could be perfectly fine for them, yeah. but because of Mark's continuous ability to do exactly the wrong thing, he poisons everyone around him. He's
0: also and makes like, their lives worth. People make out that he's really intelligent, and he seems to have like a good head for finance. But he's such a cunt. Yeah, like he does shit like. I remember I because when you were watching it the other day, I rewatched a few episodes myself, and there was one that I couldn't remember that people were talking about, and I was like, "No, that didn't happen in Peep Show." He pisses in a desk.
1: Oh yeah, like, yeah. He pisses all and over. he pisses in some um, Mexican chili con carne in the yeah. restaurant when he works at the restaurant. Yeah, because he's a terrible person.
0: <laughs> well, what the fuck is wrong with him?
1: Mark's a terrible
0: Cause person. It's like it's like the whole series you're meant to be like, oh, these are just he's wrecked. a whole
1: he's like a little ball of pent up, you yeah. know. Like, Are you ever meant to want unexp- to succeed? Unexplored aggression that yeah. hasn't been able to get out anyway and he just desperately tries to do whatever he <laughs> can. He's never rebelled. And whenever he does try to rebel, he, he kicks a dog to death and it's not sure. Yeah. There's a dog that gets kicked to death. Not the one they cook. No, it's a in different In an earlier one. episode, there's a, you see he climbs over a wall yeah. and there's a dog barking at him and then they mention they kick the dog to death. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, that's that's three animals he kills in the course of the series. Jez kills a fourth, he kills a fish. <laughs>
0: But Do you they're remember the terrible people. He sends a letter to someone and then they decide going to set fire out of the post box oh, to yes. stop the Jess letter. Jez does it. Jez yeah. it, yeah. just goes, I've done it. I've done a crime. I've done a crime for you, Mark. I'm implicitly linked to you in this crime. If they trace back that single letter you sent, it's like, I'm sure there's a lot of mail in there and Jez.
1: Every Peep show as well is full of quotable lines. Like, I think probably one of the greatest quotable lines is the secret ingredient is crying. <laughs> um, that's a great line when he's with chocolate bar. It's um, rock and, what is <laughs> rock and it? pasta. Rock and it's the pasta with lettuce, baked beans, yeah, chickpeas, yeah, and you put egg on it. That might be out of date. Yeah, that's the dinner party rock and <laughs> <That's> pasta.
0: So... <laughs> I like. I really think you should have a bite, Mark. I don't want to have a bite, Jess. <laughs> Mike, Mark, you've really got to try this turkey. I really
1: think you should try this turkey. <laughs>
0: you should try this turkey. Mummy. Can we do this, Jess?
1: Can um, we be
0: boat people?
1: The chubby girl those two was Joe Brand's daughter, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, hey. Because she, she, for a brief while, they tried, she sort of... Was sort of a thing She used to be on those panel shows Every now and she's again and Then just it. vanished she's,
0: she's, she's, No she's an actress Is she? She's more of an actress Than anything yeah,
1: Never see her anything um,
0: she's, Probably I don't know Call the
1: midwife or something I'm pretty
0: sure it. she was in Some Harry Potters as well
1: Hell no yeah. mm. Speaking of
0: turfs we're good, we're Speaking we're of fucking turfs You could be a wizard You can't be trans um, Other great lines uh, Right
1: as a good one Is um, Right Trousers before socks But not after socks Because then You look like a chicken Or something because like you gotta take you, gotta, you know you gotta take socks off before or after your trousers, before your trousers but not after because then you look like a chicken.
0: Mark, I've made you breakfast just the way you like it: white for starters, brown for dessert.
1: Yeah. <laughs> brown bread for starters.
0: Is it brown you know, for white,
1: starters? It was one where Mark's talking to himself and he's yeah. just going white bread for, right brown bread for starters white for dessert. There you go. That's but the it. jokes on you. Oh, I like brown bread.
0: Yeah. But then later, Jez does it for him. He makes yeah. it for him. This um, is Bert,
1: where he's trying to butter him up or yeah. something.
0: I like, uh, I like, um, I like, you, are you happy now, Mark? I'm pissing. Almost immediately after you said, just piss <laughs> yourself. That's pictures, how I am. I'm pissed. That's how pathetic Um, I also like, this could be fine. I could be happy. This could be fine. <laughs> I got married. <laughs> I'm in the car. We're driving off. This is going to be great.
1: I don't know they're trying to bundle Jerry out of the park because he's given Jerry Jez's room. Yeah, and they bun- they're going to bundle him up because what we could—he's well, already wrapped up because he's in the sleeping pack. They're going to just bundle him up and drag him out. And Mark's like thinking to himself, "Right, I have to give exactly the right—I'm I'm almost certainly going to agree to this, but I have to give the right amount of objection." He's like, "No, no, we cannot do this. We can't bundle him up in there." Okay, look, if we're gonna do this,
0: um, and also uh- <laughs> and they warboard him. <laughs> The, essentially one of my favourite episodes is the entirety of the episode in which Mark is having a total breakdown because his book has been published by that fucking shyster print oh, yeah. <laughs> and he keeps giving him money to
1: publish a book It's a what was it Business Secrets of the Pharaohs and they spelt his name wrong on the front and it's just the word document with all the spellings because Jess told him earlier, don't worry about the typos. They have people who look at that.
0: Editors, <laughs> and also <laughs> the font goes into
1: the centre. So he can't read the whole sentence. So it's literally a printer. <laughs> he hides a bunch of those books when he's um he's when he's supposed to be touring around, going you know supposed to be a regional mobile bathroom seller for beds, oh, yeah, bathrooms, yeah. and beyond. Yeah. Um. He's you see some in his briefcase earlier, yeah. and they're gone when you see the briefcase later. And when his boss is talking to him, he's like, "Did you leave a bunch of books in the bathroom units?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks over. He's trying to just delay the guy because um, the little kid shitting in one of the display toilets. It's great. Like, there's yeah. full of great stuff like
0: that. There is. There's lots of good stuff. It just, I constantly feel like, like they are. It, I, I also, I think that Jez might be the better person of the two.
1: Yeah. Sort of.
0: He's at least, like,
1: sometimes... He's selfish as hell.
0: He's very selfish. He's more
1: selfish than Mark is, but he's, like, he's at least sometimes tries to do the right thing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He's the kind of person that, if he had better influences around him, would be a fine... you know, he'd get on Super
1: Superhands is the best character. Super. You always know where you stand with Superhands. He might come at you every now and again. Superhands,
0: I really want to help you kick drugs, but at the same time, I want to have sex with this woman. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to strap this ash to the back of a Frisbee. Yeah. I'm going to strap it you. With... <laughs> Jez. You're a real good mate. <laughs> <laughs> he gets <off> to go. <laughs> crack. all
1: lovely <laughs> crack. <laughs> crack. Is that all The goes when he's on his, stag party and he's just drinking juice so all he's doing is I'm just all about juice now and they order some they fake order beers yeah. and they never just wet your whistle and he's gonna go off the rails any second And cuts them in the toilets and super hands no this is mine you're not coming in here so stay out of it I told you to go off the rails <laughs> just
0: great anyway, picture. it's great doesn't, I need to doesn't super hands throw up in his hat on his wedding as well he throws up
1: in all sorts of stuff when <laughs> he gets locked in the toilet, just kicks the door down of the toilet and goes, sorry. <laughs>
0: there were
1: flashbacks there.
0: Like, yeah. It, it wasn't locked, hands. <laughs> so, I, I had to get out as quick as possible. Do they kill
1: the snake? Sands brings a snake to a party and remarks being talked to by Sophie and her dad. He looks over and he's got the snake in a salad. See <laughs> him put the snake in a salad spinner? And he's like, oh that's probably a safe space for it. Then it cuts back and he's like spinning it. <laughs> And they tried to find the snakes. You know, he goes, "Look, the snake's got out of the salad spinner. It's going to be around here somewhere. It's going to be very angry." And Mark needs to throw up, and he goes over to a bin, and there's a snake, and he goes,
0: "Snake!"
1: And she's like, "Right, you're paying to get that dry cleaned because <laughs> you probably can dry clean a snake."
0: I, uh, I was watching, I was watching one of those dog shit star programs um, called Raising Hope, mm-hmm. and it had one of my favorite vomit jokes I've seen in a very long time. I, it's, you it might vomit. be, it might be the top one I've seen so far basically <coughs> it's an American, oh, it? it's an American it sitcom it's an American sitcom and I won't go into detail about it but there's a scene in which someone who is a new parent has to change a nappy and the the mother's fucked off so it's him on his own and he goes to change the nap and he goes just pull these plastic tabs how hard can it be? And it cuts to, cuts to a hallway and he comes in and uh, goes, I need all the paper towels. <laughs> and someone goes, what happened? He goes, well, I opened the, the diver and they vomited on the baby. And the mother comes in. She goes, well, that's ridiculous. I've got to come in. And she comes and she's standing there. There's a shot from behind the baby. She's standing there and he's standing there. And she goes, all right, let's just have a quick look. <laughs> And then the boy looks at her, looks down the vomit, and just <laughs> <blah>! <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> classic, fantastic. Baby shit's a foul, fucking grim. <laughs> Mark
1: leaves, but well, Jess is just talking to Mark, and he looks down, and sees his baby Ian next to the next to the paper shredder. So like, is that all right? It's like what? Yeah, he's just next to the paper shredder. Shredder, is that safe? So it's perfectly fine. Do you know what? If you came for him right now, I'd stab you. I'd stab you right in the throat. I wouldn't even hesitate. <laughs> I love yeah. that. The Peep Show. It's, it's a classic British series. I still think the best British sitcom of all time... It, well, it's not a sitcom, but the best comedy series is still Garth Merengue's Dark Place. But, um... I red Dwarf. I love me Red Dwarf. The Good Space. Seasons. Space is great. I think that, like... There's like that period where Channel 4 would just knock it out of the park with comedy shows. Yeah. Um... But even like, Eurotrash
0: was good for a while. EuroTrash
1: it? was always great for a wank. Um <laughs> well, you think it would be and then it And then it sounds weird. It's just a bunch of I used to, just, I, used to like
0: it. I used to really like Eurotrash because it'd be on super late at night, I was way too young to understand anything. And every so often they would have a French game show that was a copy of a Japanese game show, and it'd be naked women being pelted really hard for war balloons. And I just sat there going, Is this what adults like?
1: Yeah, that's what adults
0: are going to. <laughs> is this what I'm going to enjoy in a couple of years mm. yeah it's a life yeah but no Channel 4 did kill it for like a little while like they were really but then they got offered a bunch of stuff they passed out the um...
1: they turned into a regular channel now yeah it's boring
0: bring yeah. back good shows yeah because Garth is Dark Places you had Peep show you had uh, Spaced and all the other shit from the yeah. 90s built up on there.
1: where is our Garth Merengue film He's got a new film, hasn't he? The um, Matt Holness directed a film recently, horror film.
0: Pop, possum? Yeah. No, it was like 2017, 2016. Yeah, it's, it's recent for me. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. it's really good. It's yeah. got a fucking creepy puppet in it. Yeah. And it's Sean Hawks. That's no way
1: to talk about Richard a., are they? It's
0: Sean Hawkes, who is the guy who played the band Guy in the last few Mission <laughs> Impossible films before Henry Cavill. There it is. Do you not watch the Mission Impossible? I've watched Mission Impossible. He's I don't the ginger guy, the pointy your face
1: ginger guy. No, oh, him. He played the creep in Creep. No, oh, him? Yeah, him. I thought that was Domino Gleason. What, in Creep? No, in Mission Impossible. No! It's ginger guy. Yeah. It's got to be Domino Gleason. No! He's the only ginger guy.
0: No. You're you can't have Dread. too many gingers You're in films. You're
1: thinking of Oh, yeah, he's in that. He is. He yeah. has his eyes removed. Yeah, it's funny. Uh... Yeah. Nah. Anyway, Do you remember the
0: Dom Hill Gleason sketch from YouTube from years ago where he's on the road trip with his mates and he goes, Guys, I've really got to use the toilet. Can you pull over the car? And they're like, Go on, you fucking go in a bottle. And he's like he's like, I can't go in a bottle. It's like, yeah, go in a bottle, mate! And he goes, I can't believe you're making me do this. I'm an absolute fucking madman. He takes a bottle out and it looks like he's getting his cock out and then he starts squatting on the bottle to take (laughs) a shit. (laughs) 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 I discovered that before watching X Machina I was like, huh.
1: That guy. As long as you get it in there. <laughs> as
0: long as it's a Lucasade boy, it's got fairly good lips.
1: Airtight. Maybe Chucking you want to use that an out of a window. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: you might want to use an oasis. It's <laughs> <Just laughs> wider. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You need an oasis for both because you might piss a bit while you're yeah. shittings. Anyway, that's disgusting. My last review this week is going to be Oddworld Soulstorm. So the new PS5 game, as part of Game Pass, it is the triumphant, I say triumphant, the return to Oddworld, the series that was started all the way back with Abe's Odyssey on the PlayStation 1, in 1996, 95, 96? I think it's later. No, because I thought 98 was Exodus. It's
1: 97, 98, around then. Oh really? Exodus came out like a year later.
0: Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Um if you haven't played this series, it is very simply the tale of a man named Abe who is a slave to a series of uh to a bunch of monsters who who are planning to kill him and his entire race of people to make into a delicious new snack for the Slig and potentially other population. He is called a Mudokan. That's her name, isn't it?
1: Modokins. Modokans. Yeah. Which Wherever. is
0: also, isn't that also a word for, like, a wooden puppet that you fight in Japan?
1: Yeah, there's a, what's that word for the Japanese wooden puppets? Mudokun? What's the name of the
0: guy in Tekken? That's, that's why i that's, that's where I know it from. The guy from Tekken. Yeah, Mudokun. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, so uh, it's up to you to save your fellow Mudokins. And that was the game in 1996, 97 or 98. There was a sequel, Abe's Exodus, that had a bigger story that was more about um, traversing the world and gathering power to to finally destroy the destroy the uh, monolith industry that was taking over the world and killing all these killing all these species. That then followed two completely different series. You had Munch's Odyssey, in which Abe would return, but it would be Munch, who was a small fish-like creature that would then his eggs were at risk.
1: You don't have to run through the entire series. And
0: then you had, you had, um, you had Stranger's Wrath, which was a shooting game. It was a bounty hunter shooting game and really good. Like, that was probably my favorite of those originally, original four. As much as I loved the first two and the cinematics and, and what it made, it made it feel like the future of gaming could potentially be that sort of that weird style. You know, there could be more to it. And obviously we still got 2.5D games. So technically that was true. It was just like a, uh, it looked like a traditional platformer, but there was a lot more to it. Um, and and now we have Soulstorm. Following New and Tasty, released in 2014, which was a remake of the original game, a very faithful remake of the original game, but with new mechanics and new technology, we now have Oddworld, Abe's... No, sorry, it's not even called Abe's anything, it's just Oddworld Soulstorm. Yeah. Which is a remake of Abe's Exodus, but it is not a remake in the sense of this is a remake of the game as it stood then. It is a reimagining, as much as it is, a remake. Um... Tim Burton style. Yeah. Um, and it very much is the same idea. you should blame him
1: more for coming up with that phrase.
0: What, reimagining? Yeah, it's a Tim Burton phrase. Oh, is it really? It's what he
1: called his Planet of the Apes film.
0: Ugh. Ugh. Do you remember that film? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. It was Earth. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, so, Abe's, uh, it's Oddworld Soulstorm. So you play as Abe again, and you're, you're your entire purpose is to save the Mudokins. In the beginning of the game, there is a massive fire as you're raided by sligs and mercenary teams, as they try and take out this massive enclave of Mudokins that have been saved from the first game. Um, and then you're tasked with traveling across this desert plain, capturing back an item that may turn the tide of war. At the same time, you know that there is going to be some perspective, big, um, climax involving a train and this, this whole thing. Cause you're showing that in the first 10 minute cinematic. Um, and yeah, it's really simple mechanics. You can craft shit. In, in the beginning, you only have bottles. And basically, the bottles do different things. Water puts out fire. Um, this green... Water puts out fire? Yeah. This green brew can spread fire. So you use that to take out the sligs at first. You can also still possess them. You know, yum, 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 yum. That thing to possess sligs and then use them to kill other sligs in the area. Um, and yeah... Like, par of the course, as you'd expect it. There's some nice perspective stuff that happens. So the levels now, instead of them being a flat plane, and you sort of you go to a door and you go into the next part. The levels sort of, like, twist round. So as you're running, and it's still 2D, but as you're running, the level will twist and the path will go up and around and you'll follow the scene through. And there are some nice things they do with scenes. Like, the first few levels, there are tons of Madokans trying to escape the same place you are and trying to escape and survive. And then once you get out of that area, you sort of it opens up a bit more, so you get more in terms of crafting and, and the mechanics develop a little bit.
1: <coughs> <coughs> Can you know stop was. peeking? Like, I'm sorry, I coughed. It sets off all the things. I'm sorry, I coughed. It messes up the
0: compression. I coughed. Um, oh. So yeah, so and and it develops from there. So like, I really like those original games and new and tasty. Was really good. I had it on, I, I eventually bought it on Android, but I had it on PS4 and I had it on, um, on Xbox as well. Uh, on Android? Yeah. It came out on Android. It ran really well as well on Android. You was
1: have to bought an Android, a game on an Android system. Played you seen... a, played it on an Ouya, did
0: you? No, I had it on my tablet. On a tab-
1: and it tablet? And on my phone.
0: Yeah. Jesus. I have controllers for my tablets. I have an SM30 Pro, I'll have you know. And you a can use that to play Asian.
1: Casual gamer.
0: Yep. That's me. Casual. Um. Yeah, so the game's fine. But that's it. I've seen a lot of people raving about it, and saying it's great, and they're saying they're really enjoying it, but it's just fine. But they're wrong. They're not wrong, because, you know, it's all subjective, isn't it? Objective.
1: <sighs> subjective.
0: Subjective. It's all subjective. Um Only mauler
1: can decide if stuff's subjective.
0: Yeah. Like um,
1: piss weasel. It's, it's all
0: subjective, so I think that some people might really enjoy this, but I didn't. And I don't, like, the problem is, I don't know why, because I was really looking forward to this. I've been talking about playing this game for a few weeks now. Are you really bad at it. Well, maybe. Yeah. But but once it came out, like, I played it for a it's few just hours. You're not intelligent
1: enough to enjoy Oddworld.
0: <laughs> I played it for a few hours, and then I really had to, like, force myself to keep coming back to it. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, I can't wait to get another couple of goes on that. It was something where I was kept, like, having to be like... Just don't bother playing it anymore.
1: I That's the I, trick.
0: I think I might give up on
1: it. The trick is to not play things but you don't But I really want
0: hate giving up on stuff, especially like when I really was looking forward to this. You gave
1: up on your dignity years ago.
0: Yeah, but you know what? You have to when you become a prostitute.
1: And you gave up on ever having sanitary conditions around the house with your rubbish just lying around everywhere. You gave up on learning
0: how to use a bin years ago. I mean, I feel like this conversation is not about Soulstorm anymore. No. The bin is full. Empty it. That's true. I will empty it. You could
1: do that. You could. You yeah. could. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just. I don't want to just seem push like stuff down. I don't want to like empty it more often than we would normally because it seems like we're filling it up more often.
1: Yeah, because someone keeps not putting stuff in there and then I have to put it in there.
0: But I just don't want to use just fill the bit. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, uh, <laughs> Oddworld Soulstorm. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it, but it's not like it's not. when i say i'm enjoying it like that's the problem is that like i enjoyed some bits but it very much feels like the unity game that it is like it feels like like stuff it doesn't the problem is that this is a ps5 like it's meant to be a ps5 game it's meant to be something that that is specifically for the ps5 and there is a ps4 version but like there are different versions Different enough that they could justify giving it to people with PS5 and not giving it to people with PS4 because they
1: hate PS4 owners. Maybe,
0: but like,
1: who would play those old PS4 games? But the
0: problem is that there's nothing graphically here that needs the power of the PS5.
1: No, the PS4 versions don't run super smoothly. Do they not? No, they look worse.
0: It looks worse.
1: Yeah, only a little bit. It's just texture than this. Things. Yeah, this it doesn't
0: look great. Not bad at games, no. Like it doesn't look. <laughs> Your eyes great. are broken. But no it it genuinely doesn't look great. Like the cutscenes look fucking incredible but the game itself doesn't look great. The cutscenes use the in-game engine. No they don't. I mean the
1: video files but they use the in-game engine.
0: They used it a lot better than the game yeah. uses it. Yeah.
1: Cuz they um they made them video files because they were worried that the um PS4 wasn't going to be able to run the cutscenes at the full frame rate.
0: Oh really? Yeah. So the PS4 really isn't running this So very they long. ended up
1: just doing video files instead just to make sure it all runs fine
0: yeah like the, the cutscenes are spectacular, voice acting's great just I'm having a problem with like there are just there are so many just little shitty bits that get to me and the game itself just isn't doing enough to draw me in every time I play it, I was really, it became like a watchdog's Legion where I was like making myself have a go, making myself move a little bit forward the in the campaign the thing is you
1: keep playing every game that comes out
0: I know, I bought Call of Duty as well. That yeah, funny. that's a stupid thing to do. I know, right, tell me You're about just it.
1: encouraging them.
0: Well, I bought it second-hand. They'll make another one now. Well, off of eBay, so... They're not going to see any of that one. are going to make
1: another well, World War Two one next? I don't know.
0: I like the World War II ones. They're fucking all terrible. All the same game, every single time. So, yeah, Oddworld. Um, I can't really recommend it. Like, I, it's... I'm sure... Like Like I said, there are people that really fucking like this. And I don't know... Why I don't, but it's just not hitting those notes for me. It's just not what I want to be investing my time in.
1: Maybe you don't like it because, um, you have terrible opinions.
0: Maybe I don't like it because it strays too far from what Abe's Exodus was. Maybe I don't like it because it doesn't, it doesn't do enough to make it feel like, like, the problem is that you don't know, like rolling and stuff. You can't press down to roll anymore. You press circle. Oh, that's
1: okay. That's better.
0: No. Yeah. It's a button to do it. It feels weird. Nice and quick. You've now got a double jump. And you know, like how Abe had, like, specific jumps? So you had, like, you could do a running jump, you could do a jump. Now you can just double jump the fuck out of everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Like, you just, like, go. Sounds better. It it sounds better if you don't want to do any of the stuff they've designed. Because you can, like, jump past bits that they've designed just because you've now inherently got a double jump. It's almost like. They added that to be an easy mode. Just don't use it. But you don't have a traditional jump in the sense of like mm. an Abe's Odyssey Oddworld jump. You don't have the... Bleh. You have like a I'm in the moon! And then like you could do it again to make you even more in the moon.
1: Here's the day. You don't like it when something changes, you know?
0: It's not about something changing. It's about something worse. Like you'd expect it to be better with time, but it's...
1: Where's the Oddworld movie? That'd be good. Lorne Lanning? Hmm? We've been talking about it for years When Nob's, Abe's Odyssey came out He said there was going to be a movie And why a they, TV why show Why isn't
0: there a sequel to Stranger's Wrath They were saying there was going to be a sequel to because Stranger's Because no Strangers.
1: one brought the game Like five people brought it I think I've got it
0: It might be I can't
1: remember I don't think so Not anymore I might have sold it Odd World Stranger Yeah it
0: was a good
1: game Had it on the original Xbox
0: Ah uh, money. Yeah, and like, that's, that's it. It's just, you know, it's free. So if you've got PS Plus, really give it a go. Cause I think that a lot of people have enjoyed this. But, uh, going from an experience like Dark Souls or Demon Souls, sorry, to something like this, it's weird.
1: That's what you get for going Playing, from one game to the other.
0: That's what I get for going from a game that has very precise controls and everything is intentional and stuff that isn't intentional is designed To work that way I don't know man I don't know what to tell you maybe I'm going to make you play this in the next couple of weeks PC game in the I'm going to bring my PS5 in here on Tuesday when you've got a day off and you can play it I can't bother I'm going to make you do this no I'm going to make you do this no I've got the stuff from Clockwork Orange I can make you do this
1: that's Um, my favourite Warner Brothers
0: property (laughs) there's going to be a space jam yeah Yeah, can't wait for those rapists to be on screen. Um, Yeah, Oddworld Soulstorm. I'm going to give it a David Spade. I can't... I don't really have any overwhelmingly positive feelings about it. I'm so glad it was made, but like... The end product just... Didn't really satisfy the excitement I had leading up to this. It didn't really match any of the things that I was... I didn't even think about it once. Did you not? Nah. didn't bothered. And there's a whole episode in which I was talking about it, being excited about having a PS5 so I could play it, and specifically being like, I should really...
1: I, I remember there was the game was coming out. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all I remembered from it. There was a train in it. I remember seeing that.
0: Yeah, there's a train in it. That? That's like a big part, of the, yeah. big part of
1: it. I watched the Digital Foundry video. That's about about as far as I got
0: yeah they really liked it at least
1: yeah well John did
0: <laughs> didn't one else like John.
1: it John I don't know I didn't talk to any others who cares it was yeah. all John I don't care what the other ones I only watch John videos is he the German guy nah he's German-Americans
0: I thought you said he was German well he's, he's
1: Lineman Lineman's a German surname he's, he lived in America though he's like
0: wait Lineman,
1: Linahan Lineman <gasps> related to Linahan
0: Oh, okay. Is That's Irish. A, it's uh, okay.
1: As in, oh, Linahan or Helahan. As in, um, you know, one of those things. <laughs> My
0: wife left me because I'm an awful transphobe. Fuck.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, every picture of him is sadder and sadder. Like, I saw one... Funny. I saw one the other day where he's got, like, one of those LCD monitors they had 20 years ago. Mm. You know, like the grey ones and the thick, like, it looks like an LCD monitor, but it's still pretty hench at the back. Yeah. And it's only like 19 inches big. Oh, like, um, it Michael do, Scott's one. Yeah, it doesn't do HD. It just, it's yeah. just, just push it up against the wall. It's like one of the original Mac LCDs. Did he have some sort of logo
1: on it for his TV show he's no, going to present on the no, internet?
0: No, no, he didn't. He just had like a Word document. Yeah. He's, he's more than a parody of what happens to those people. How do you become such a hateful cunt? I guess you just read the sun you get real sad and lonely and you just Did you see his, his tweet to Anita Sarkeesian years ago he's like I didn't support you through Gamergate for you to suddenly turn and become a fucking become a misogynist
1: oh showed him <laughs> <laughs> he, su- he supported he, he was against Gamergate so they owe her
0: I also like the tweet in which he says, like,
1: he owes him. Say I him. like the tweet
0: where he says that any woman that doesn't follow his ideals for, uh, for feminism is a misogynist. <laughs> it's like, wait, dude, you're a dude. <laughs> you're telling women to bow down to you. That's misogyny. <laughs> you fucking, the fucking cunt. Ah. Uh. All right. Well, that's the last review for this month. Year. Day. I really wish the Mortal Kombat wrote film...
1: wrote Father Ted? That was a good sitcom.
0: Oh, it was uh, Hatsune Mi- Miki. <laughs> Hatsune Miki? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's good. good for her.
0: Apparently, everything good in the world is done by her, so as soon yeah. as transphobes come back... <laughs> so she wrote Father Ted. And Harry Potter. Black books.
1: Harry Potter. It crowd. Harry Potter. But not that... What was that last one? The bad one. Yeah, the other sitcom he did. I don't
0: know. Did you, like, have you ever, like... He, he is friends with a lot of comedians in the UK. They like him. They have all cut him off. Yeah. And he's, like, been open about it. He's been like, oh, they've all let me down. <laughs> oh, weird. They yeah.
1: didn't let you down, you let yourself down. Alan
0: Partridge. Who you I cheated
1: thought. not only yourself, not only the game, but yourself.
0: Alan Partridge is one of those... <laughs> you played yourself. Mm. <laughs> Alan, Alan Partridge is one of those people that I always expected to be a transfer. Apparently he's quite a nice guy. Like... David Wanny... Alan
1: Partridge would be a transphobe. You reckon? Steve Coogan. Oh, Steve Coogan. Sorry, I meant Steve Coogan. Yeah, Alan Partridge isn't a real person. He's a a character.
0: Steve Coogan has the best parts of the other guys. Do you remember, like, every time Mark Wahlberg... I've never watched it. Have you not? Every time Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell walk in, he, in a very timely, timely manner, pops out two tickets to, like, a really crap show that's going on on Broadway, and they fall for it. Like, the next scene is just them at the show. So it's like, gentlemen... I really want to hear those points. But who would like front stage passes to the Jersey Boys? And then Custer Will Ferrell being like, it's so good! <laughs> it's, and then it's them storming us like, hey, we just accepted a bribe! <laughs> and they go back in. Goes, I completely understand what you're saying. And so would Sweeney Todd, would you like tickets? <laughs> and they like, in the front row, in Blood, they're like, oh my god. Oh, we got a bribe again. That's pretty good. And Hesh isn't that. Anne Her Hesh. from... Used to date Ellen.
1: Um, Fool's Gold. What? Is it Fool's Gold? No, what's the one? Anne Hesh. Yeah, she was in one of those ones where they go looking for treasure. Oh, it's with the one with Harrison Ford. Six Days, Seven Nights. That's the one.
0: That's not where they go looking for treasure. Isn't it? No! Oh. He's a grumpy old airplane pilot, and she's soon to be married, but reconsidering it. It takes a little bit of magic and a big bit of chance for them to come together. When the plane crashes.
1: Harrison Ford's really old.
0: He is super old in that film. Yeah. And he's meant to romance her. And a lot of it is like, Back in my... <laughs> Where's my medicine? Just
1: comes dust.
0: <laughs> Be careful. That could still get you pregnant, like Alien Covenant. <laughs> it gets inside of your nostrils.
1: She you just gets the normal morning after and there's just like a film of dust on her face. Yeah. Just like...
0: She's pregnant. Just like... Ugh. People really hate Alien Covenant But I like that Alien Covenant's good I liked it It's better than Prometheus (laughs) Yeah I mean everything's better than Prometheus I like Prometheus I don't like Prometheus I think my very part of Prometheus is is,
1: uh... I think the point of Prometheus that people don't get Is that no matter what No matter how much training and how smart people are They are fucking idiots Oh yeah That's what real life is like
0: Yeah I like the guy I used
1: to work with a guy at Electronic Arts Who was a chemistry doctor who once wrote a a thing to DICE saying that their idea for futuristic C4 explosive wasn't futuristic enough for what it would be. But he would also sit there and when a character's face is exploding, their eyes are like on stalks, he goes, is that a bug? Because he he just had no common sense whatsoever. So he didn't know about biology. Yeah, so I completely buy that scientists would run directly in the same direction as the big falling thing.
0: No, but the problem is that the question posed at him was a different field. You say it was a chemistry yeah. scientist.
1: And he's he should be able to point out when a face doesn't look like a face.
0: No, I know, but... The, he should
1: recognise faces. No, it's biology. Especially when Slughorn's eyes are on stalks and his teeth, his teeth are in his ears. No,
0: you're mixing up biology with chemistry. And I understand it's easy to do. Biology is people mechanics. Chemistry is chemical mechanics. I've worked with some dogshit stupid people in my time.
1: You both worked at Gala.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Gala was an interesting place. I didn't. I don't think I've ever worked in a place where you could fail up so easily. <laughs> and also, isn't it weird that everyone promoted their friends instead of people competent at the job?
1: Yeah. Well, apart from um, Charge. Good old Charge. Nothing wrong with Charge. He knew what he was doing. He liked bets. He likes horses.
0: The thing about Charge... Was Charge got promoted because he was the oldest member of staff. Yeah. <laughs> but wasn't on like a finance team. He's alright. He's a really nice guy, mm-hmm. but he was the oldest person working there. And that's why he got promoted.
1: I wish I was the oldest person working somewhere. Oh, well, so You feel like you were in a crash. I work nowadays. I'm the oldest person.
0: I'm the oldest person where I'm currently working. But also, several members of the staff that work with me, who aren't that much younger than me, have houses, and that scares me. I keep thinking about that. How I rich, keep thinking...
1: Rich parents. Anyway, it's supposed to be ending this podcast. I need to have
0: a shower? We just had an existential crisis
1: on the podcast. Sure.
0: <laughs> Instead of talking about video games, we're to lament our existence. New house. All right, anyway. Uh, yeah, that's been Crit Apocalypse, Crit Apocalypse episode 158. I've been Matt... And you can find me at Crit Apocalypse on Twitter and also on YouTube. And you can find Anne at LV fifty four Space Monkey on YouTube and also Mellow Gaming. Oh, sorry, you can find him at LV fifty four Space Monkey on Twitter. Space Monkey on Twitter. You don't you know you have to talk him. to a
1: microphone, do you?
0: You can find him at Mellow Gaming on YouTube. Yeah, whatever. It's and it Reacting Semtai Yoppa Ranger on YouTube. Oh, like, um oh, God. have a good two weeks, everybody. Yeah. And next time we see you, it will be it's gonna be May. Wait, is it? Oh, no, it'll be May first. Yeah, maybe it's gonna it's be me. May. Like to, that's the Justin Timberlake thing.
1: Yeah, film, I did the movie. I
0: did like the Cockney version. maybe. I don't know what it's, it's about. Me. I have no idea what it's about. Oh what? Tonight. I don't know. I've it's never gonna listened gonna to Justin me. Timberlake
1: because I'm not uh, gay. So look,
0: hey, 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 hey. Now what you're an all star. <laughs> Justified is a great fucking album. Don't you fucking start, right? He brought Sexy back, and then Prince came on stage and said, Sexy never left.
1: And yeah, exactly.
0: He gave us one of the greatest pop moments ever, and gave Prince the opportunity to be Prince once again.
1: I wonder why they waited five years for Prince's funeral yesterday.
0: That's the only time I've cried about Prince dying, is when mm. uh, Prince died. I'll cry with laughter. When <laughs> he prince was the only Andrew good dies. Prince. Prince Andrew kicks the bucket. I'm going to laugh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> whoever. <laughs> Pete go to Pizza Express. Yeah, you can literally go to the Pizza Express. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We can go to the Pizza. Express We can go to the be Pizza like, oh, Express. This is a bit hot. Yeah. <laughs> a
0: little bit of a swell. <laughs> God, he's a cunt. Anyway, bye, bye, everybody. Bye.
1: Fuck off.